Hey everybody and welcome to episode 183 of the Revive Yourself podcast. Are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Have you got a health issue that just won't go away no matter what you try? Then welcome to the Revive Yourself podcast, where we reveal the secrets to long-lasting health by getting to the root cause of problems that no one else is talking about. So you can have more energy, clear skin, healthier hair, a leaner physique, more confidence, and most importantly, do the things you love and live the life you deserve. Here's your host, Ryan Martin. So guys, welcome back to the show, episode 183. And yeah, there's been lots happening recently. Um, <laughs> today's episode is with Dan Furlong and I actually was on Dan's, um, show. He has a show on Instagram every Friday at 9 p.m. He goes live and interviews someone. I think I was on it about three months ago when I was in Mexico. It was a really good, it was a really good, um, show. We had covered lots. And then, um, Dan, since then, um, she's been in touch. Dan's been going deep and deeper and deeper into the cyber attacks and cyber polygon and so today i really wanted to get dan on return the favor get him on my show so we could go into that for you all so you can really get a deeper understanding of what's going on there and before we get to that we was at the um march of the protest i say the protest on monday which was actually a huge success um managed to get both the ITV and BBC studios um, get terms and conditions to them and had a big turnout. Um, as the day got, day went on, we got a bigger turnout through London. Uh, met some fantastic people. Um, met four uh, Maroon Berets, paratroopers that, you know, said they've been on tours, but this is the biggest fight of their life they've ever been on. I'm hoping that, you know, standing there with them was a real, it was, it was really uplifting. It was inspirational. You know, people like that, people that have been willing to take a bullet for, for, for the country and for us. You know, one of the, the most poignant quotes that one of the guys said to me was, you know, Ryan, I've been pointing my rifle in one direction and I realized it should have been pointing in the other, the other way this whole time. You know, walking around in the desert looking for weapons of mass destruction, like just laughing with each other saying, like, what are we out here for? Um, so those guys, I'm actually getting them on the show as well, which would be great. I uh, also met a lovely lady, Ellie, who unfortunately at 22 years old had been vaccine injured and we'll be doing lots, lots to help, to help her. Um, in fact, she's, she's on Instagram. Um, you can find her, um, Ellie Ribbins is her name. Uh, and you can find her in a store. She's been heavily, heavily shadow banned. Um, but you know, met her great, lovely, lovely lady and I'll be, we'd be doing all we can to help her um so yeah but it was great so next time we i think the next one's on the 21st or 28th of august um come down and join and you know the more of us that we get out there momentum keeps building the louder the the noises they can't the harder it is for them to ignore um but onto today's show as as always before we get there um today's show is sponsored by www.reviveyourself.co we can head to the shop there for all the um, all your health products that you that you would need. Um, got great links with Ancient Purity, the Fancy Clinic, um, BlueBlocks.com. Um, you know, Aquatair, you name it, we've got it. And so, if you head over to Fancy Clinic, you can find all the immune boosting teas. 
Power Darko, Kojo Pedra, Cat's Claw. Got some great gut healing products there. We've got the ozonated olive oil there for your skin. Got different couple couple of kits there, kidney and liver cleansing kits. So all there. Um, then we're over at Ancient Purity. You know we've got the pearl powder, um, royal jelly, which is fantastic for the amino acids. What the queen bee exclusively eats. Um, great for every single thing actually. Your mind, um, body. Um, it's nourishing for the skin, immune boosting. It's fantastic. Best vitamin C on the planet from liposomal, um, sorry, liposomal vitamin C, um, made in Scotland, not in China. Uh, got the same for the vitamin D3 and K2 um, over ancient purity. Got some other products as well, some new products. So we've got oyster extract from Ireland, which is a, the most natural form of zinc. It's extremely powerful. And we've also got some great products from Gosha's Organics. Um, and this, so one of the ones that are actually like a wild honey, um, it's a wild honey infusion. Um, and in it, it's got, I mean, it's got a, a super concentrated blend of eight groups of the most nutrient dense, revitalizing, nourishing, and aptogenic botanicals. Um, you could, you could ever ask for Tibetan, um, Rodelia, uh, red reishi, uh, bacopa, monori leaf, um, shidajit, turmeric, and ginger. You know, raw honey, bee pollen, propolis, it's fantastic. It supports mental clarity, cognitive health, um, restores and enhance the clarity of body and mind. Uh, it's also got um, marine phytoplankton in, you know. It's just fantastic. It boosts the superconductors of your neurotransmitters. And uh, so that's there. And then you've got also the, uh, the old staples like the vulvic minerals, which are absolutely essential in my opinion for getting nutrients in your body. Um, then we know as always blue blocks blueblocks.com b-l-u-b-l-o-x.com for the best blue blocking glasses on the market put the code revive in for 10% off um, also head over to essentialoilwizardry.com for the best essential oils on the planet once again code revive10 for my for my main man dr nick berry um the best essential oils on the planet whatever you want he's got them and uh he doesn't muck around dr nick in fact i want to get him on the show in fact we're going to actually start making an uh an actual um i think a revive yourself blend um because for, for the men out there um a, a pure blend with no um no fillers binders nothing in it like you're getting the like you're getting the normal fragrance spend you know completely completely natural and just fantastic for any alpha male out there um then we've got all this all the products and bio-optimizers the hcl the mass enzymes the probiotics gluten guardians no they are the best uh for gut health on the on the market the probiotics the p3om i like the navy seals of the probiotic world if you get any food poison anything like that you have 10 20 of them it'll go straight away but not only that you'll start to colonize the friendly bacteria in your gut the mass enzymes and hcl fantastic for breaking down food most people when they get past 30 years old they have got reduction in mass in sorry in the enzymes in their gut and the hydrochloric acid it means they struggle to break down food these products are fantastic for that and so is the Gluten Guardian. If you ever want to step outside and have a few beers or a bit of bread or whatever, the Gluten Guardian will help you break down any food with gluten in so your body can actually process it, which which means it's naturally, uh, you can go out and enjoy yourself. Um, and we've got Aquatair, the best water filtration systems on the market. If we've got a one, two, three or four bed bedroom house, you know, whatever you need, soft or hard water, you've got them there. Um, 
and Loving Foods as well. Raw Organic Company for fermented food and drink. They've got fantastic things like kimchi, sauerkraut, kombucha, whatever you want. Loving Foods. Click on that and just by clicking on the shop, you actually get a discount just from taking our affiliate link. So anyway, that's it for the products in the shop. So let's get on to today's show where I will be talking with Dan Furlong. It's going to be um, probably a show you're going to listen to a couple of times so you understand what's going on because we go deep into, into the going direct reset. And what's the going direct reset? Well, you're about to find out. Listen, enjoy, and I'll see you on the other side. And so, yeah, no, I thought it'd just be good to recall, but yeah, no, it was, um, Planet Carmen was good. I uh, had a really good community out there, and, um, you know, it was good to everyone to be close together so we could all meet up and go for dinners and um, weekends, do whatever. And crime, you know, obviously you're in Mexico, you have to be, be aware of that, but. You know, if you're not looking for trouble, you're not really, you know, not, no, no one's like, if you go and do silly things, yeah, but if you're just being normal, um, going about your day-to-day life, the, the cartel aren't a problem. What I was going to say to you just before, so I wanted to record was, a couple of days before we left, they, one of the government, one, one of the politicians decided that he was going to put out there that um, you needed to show your vaccine certificate to go into shops and bars. Uh, and within two days, uh, he was he was found somewhere, uh, and that was got rid of straight away, because the cartel want you there. You know they want they want us there to play the Carmen Tulum at places where um, holiday makers come and to make a lot of money, and they want they own like restaurants, they own bars. You know they sell drugs, so they want people to come there and do it and walk down the street. And so they're they're they're, they're very prominent there, but they're never um, looking to give you grief because. It's like long game for them. Why steal? Why steal something off you when they can? Um, when you when you come back and buy more, buy drinks and buy food and buy their drugs. Most people out there do it. You know, to them it's quite a big party place. It's like Ibiza in in the jungle, and so they can like just squeeze you long term. So they're not in it just to rip you off, really. I mean, I'm sure you do get it like anywhere. You'll get that, but if you're not looking, we were out there for seven months, almost eight months. No problems, no issues. Yeah, I can't see the Americans putting pressure on Mexico either because America are reliant on the drug trade themselves, a big part of their economy. So one of my friends was like, you know, in Italy, the mafia uh, have taken up the contracts to, to vaccinate people or to get people vaccinated. And he said, don't you think like eventually Mexico would do that? And I was like, no, because what's probably happened in, in Italy is that, for example, Mexico straight away, don't, there's a big distrust of the government in Mexico uh, and the cartel run things. Uh, and the mafia in Italy, you know, they, they have got certain things like they've got the, the, the dustbins and the rubbish routes. But they probably said to the, the government, you know, um, we are massively down on our, on our, and our takings through whatever it might be, sex trafficking or, you know, through strip clubs and, and nightclubs and drug sales. So, we want something off you so we can get our money, you know. So they probably said to them, if you don't give us something, we're going to kick up, kick up a fuss. And so the the government, in my opinion, have given them that. Whereas in Mexico, they don't need to do that because they've never stopped selling their drugs or making money because 
it was been open the whole time, you know, yeah. to learn even through the whole, it's why I said, it's why we went there, it's like, when it's been open like that, they put a curfew on, like 12 o'clock curfew when the elections are going on, so, but at 12 o'clock curfew, it's like, I mean, to me, that's even better. If I'm, if I'm out, I can go to bed at 12 and I'll be up at, up at 6, you know, yeah, so it's yeah. no problem. So, but in that, that was the only thing. Like, other than that, it was normal life, shops. Some people wore masks, most people don't. Like, it don't doesn't exist. No one's talking about it. It's just great being in the community where everyone's so awake. We had Canadians, Americans, English. Everyone's put in the same direction. No stupid, like, conversations about things, which was great. And so... Yeah, I didn't. I don't see it being a problem there. Um, they just moved it to the red list apparently now, Mexico. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so we got out there, and I think it's like a lot of money to come back. But I don't play their games anyway, so they wouldn't bother yeah. me. But um, you know, people asking how how to get back, how to do that. I'm just like, you know, would you take the PCR test? Should you do that? So like I've never been PCR tested for eighteen months. I've been to Greece twice. I've been to Mexico twice. Yeah. So, uh, and um, I just don't play their games. It's always throughout millennia I've been ways around this. But yeah. uh, but um, anyway, that's enough from me. It's good to have you on the show, uh, Dan. Thanks for thanks for doing this. Um, and this is the second time us recording this, guys, just because the first time we went for a lot of information, but Dan wanted to get it more concise, yeah? Yeah, I just think that we, we kind of went off on all sorts of different tangents on the first chat. And... Mm. Uh, what we're talking about is so important. I just wanted to put a bit more structure around it. So I appreciate you agreeing to do yeah. it again. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. And as I said the first time around, if it wasn't for you, I don't think that I would have stuck my head above the parapet back in uh, about mid-2020 mm-hmm. when obviously you were posting left, right and centre. And, uh, <laughs> Unlike me. <laughs> yeah. I was just uh, I was just working out what, what was going on. And, you know, I got a lot of inspiration because I had a lot of fear about doing what, mm. I, was, uh, what I was about to do. And, uh, yeah, you and a couple of others were a big inspiration. So, yeah, fast forward to today, it's, uh, yeah, it's an honour to be on your show. No, cheers, my man. The thing is with, with it, as people say about being scared about speaking out, and I'm always like, the consequences of not speaking out are far worse. Mm. So... You know what? Just keep quiet and don't do anything, and let them plunge us into this abyss. Yeah. It's like, you know, people think we're in this time where that all things that happened in history are just like almost these these mythical stories. They don't realize that we're going through history. That this is going to be in the history books, and people like think you know people gave their lives with World War One, World War Two, or things throughout history. You know, Mao's China, Stalin's Russia. You know, all these things, and they, they think that people are so co- comfortable and so cushy, which they've created on purpose, so they won't have anyone to fight against them, yeah. that they just think, you know, oh, it's not happening to me. And it's like, I put a post yesterday, I said, most men these days are just men by, they're male by genitalia alone. Like, they're completely devoid of courage, morals, that like testosterone is so depleted through their lifestyle and well, the chemicals. Probably yeah. a 20-year program. 100%. And uh, I don't like, think they'd have got away with what they're getting away with today, 20-odd years ago. Maybe they would because obviously they they achieved the Iraq war. But I don't know. I think this is another level. What they're the thing is, with the amount of... Thing they they've managed to get away with World War One, World War Two, where they got people like World War One. You got sixteen, seventeen, or seventeen, eighteen year olds running over the top, just getting massacred. You know, average life expectancy was seconds. Mm. Um, and if you look into those those things, what what actually they were 
created for and what they were done for once again it's not what they were not what the mainstream um, media tells you but the thing, the thing is with the amount of inf then they didn't have the internet they didn't have all this information going around and now we have got it and so if you'd have put like the people in those times or even people like 30 years ago with this with the information now i doubt it as well yeah. but people will become so just when you sit in the matrix right it's a line and i use it a lot because it's so true like so hopelessly dependent on the system that they'll fight to protect it yeah um and they they don't know what's coming or they and even if they they do look into it they like put it away as conspiracy theory even though there's so it's like you used to say a minute ago you said you know i might not be, always be right but 95 percent of the time i am and it's like 100 percent. everything that we've said the way we were going and what's happening from you know the fact that and even I don't know if you saw today um Patrick King in Alberta um they tried to fine him twelve hundred pounds for being in a group of ten you know um and he he went to court and when he went to court um he said well okay I'm happy to pay the fine as long as you can prove to me that COVID exists mm. and you've isolated the virus if you haven't listened to his have you, have you heard his story no I haven't no but right. epic and so when they went there. He the story basically he ended up in court with the head of health from Canada, but that was actually postponed. And what they did, because they they had no evidence, they said we can't produce it. They actually he ended up in court against the Majesty the Queen, and once again they couldn't couldn't prove it, mm. and he won the case. Yeah. Like yeah, hadn't been isolated. And that's why Alberta. Uh, has got rid of all of its COVID mandates because they couldn't prove that they've ever isolated the virus. Well, so they had a success in court, which is, which is rare, yeah. very rare. And um, and you know, people. Some and so you've got people like here, and then you've got. I've got a story today that one of my friends she went back to work for Air Canada, and one of the people there so scared that she's eating her her chips with chopsticks in case she gets the virus. And I'm like, how? Like you've got to be a special case of retarded in my opinion to be doing that. Like you're eating the food anyway. But yeah. this is like you've got the people that are so understand where this is going and what this is about, and you've got the people that are still really scared about uh, everything because they're listening to the propaganda. And coming back from um, Mexico, I've been staying with my parents a couple of weeks before I, uh, just to get my stuff back and, and where before I move into my new place. And they sometimes have the news on. And I was watching it the other day. I was just like, because I haven't watched TV in seven months. And I was mm. like, if I watch this stuff, I'll be exactly where a lot of people are just like it's so much propaganda and nonsense it's relentless relentless yeah relentless and it's so um it's so like fear-mongering uh, and putting putting the, the the fear of god up people and it's so geared towards vaccinations and um and literally calling anyone who comes against it like scared like basically calling them enemy of the state basically you know yeah. that it's easy for people to get caught up in it. I can understand what I do. But when you remove yourself from that and you actually look at the facts and the truth and you go down what they're doing, I mean, I was talking to you before about Dr. McCola, how they've gone after him and the other 11 people, you know, they've, he's had to get rid of 25 years of articles. Yeah, I think with him, they've, they must have threatened him with something. I know you said that they had, they gave out his address and he had people outside his house and stuff. Mm. But I reckon they were probably saying to him, take it down or we're going to freeze all of your assets you know domestic terrorist mm -hmm. that's what they that's what they regard mm -hmm. people like Masola and uh, and people like us who question the narrative that's what that's 
Yeah, and that's what they label us with. Public. Yeah, I think Tom Barnett got that as well. It was like, but not not an enemy, enemy of the state, but basically something like that, like a, a threat to whatever it is. And it's like the people that are fighting for the people's freedoms. They're not scared about this. They're going about their day to day life. They're showing people how to live healthy lives and what they can do to protect themselves. Are enemies of the state, and that's mm. because the state doesn't want people to know how to live a happy, healthy, um, wealthy life, which is what we're going to be talking about today, right? So today we're going to be talking about cyber pandemics and cyber polygon um, and what this is, where you think this is going. And you've actually put together a really good document here, which is uh, interesting, which we're going to to go through. So first question, Dan, would be for me, what got, because the thing is, I think I said to you before when we, we did this, you know, people say everything's not a conspiracy theory. I'm like, no, it's not. It's it's one conspiracy theory and there's many different branches of it, almost like a tree. Yeah. So what was what was it that got you to look down this particular branch and got you into this? Yeah, well I think they say if you if you haven't got any conspiracy theories, you better get some quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh uh what got me into it was as I said, that you first started posting about uh, about COVID and uh, it not being what they were saying it was on on the media, and I listened to a podcast quite early on, and the podcast had a talking about conspiracy theorists had a known conspiracy theorist on there, and he gave out uh, a ton of information about what he believed was was going on. AJ, no, it was actually David Icke, uh-huh. right, and. Uh, I thought to myself, you know what? Uh, I know that this guy is a conspiracy theorist, but let me look into mm-hmm. what what he says, and uh, uh, that's what I did. All right, so I took his information because I know there's a lot of people out there as well uh, that say that Ike is controlled or is a Freemason and stuff like that. I don't know any of that stuff, right? But what I did do is I took his information and I went away and I started to research it. And the thing that I started with was the PCR test mm-hmm. uh, because on the podcast he said that the PCR test doesn't test for COVID. Yeah. And I was baffled by that, especially when you look at the, the, the mainstream media and you see all of the, 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 the death, all of the cases, the deaths mm-hmm. and everything that they were pushing on there. You, you said before about it being like, I call it fear porn. Yeah. And they weren't speaking about the recovery rates. So I dived into the PCR test first, got all the way through to the event, the inventor of the test, Kerry Mullis. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that it should not be used for diagnostic purposes. Yeah. And when you and when you look at the fact checkers, the fact check, they don't even talk about that interview. They just talk about an article. And it's so, yeah. Okay, carry on. And then, I, and, and again, I've never been able to research this properly either. But then I looked at, looked at the fact that he died mm-hmm. uh, in 2019. From pneumonia, mm-hmm. of all things. Yeah. Uh, and then when I was looking into him as well, I also found out that he has been speaking out against Tony Fauci and mm-hmm. uh, uh, and the medical mafia for many years. Mm-hmm. And I started to get my head around the PCR test, and uh, it sort of led from from there. And sort of with my business background and entrepreneurial background, I said to myself, just follow the money. Always follow the money and 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 just there, there will be a trail, and that's kind of what I did. 
and I started on this research journey and I got all the way through to the central banks. And you mentioned before about uh, like all of the wars that have, that have been before. Yeah. And I found out like the central banks had sponsored both sides of every war since Napoleon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the banking cartels that, that, that control the world are sponsored. And then I found a lady called Catherine Austin Fitz, and I'm sure we'll talk about her later. And she sort of uh, educated me on on the central bankers' role in in all of this and mm-hmm. and, and what they were up to. And she believes that they were uh, COVID is a Trojan horse. They're re- re-engineering. They're re-engineering the uh, the economic system globally. And you know, so I started to. I said to myself, I want to get off social media to do my research. So uh, I started subscribing to like people like Catherine Austin Fitz's websites mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And I just found all sorts of good resources. And one of the resources I found was uh, Whitney Webb, mm-hmm. uh, Unlimited Hangout. Mm-hmm. And Whitney's uh, probably the best investigative journalist out there. Maybe James Corbett. Uh, he's up there as well. Uh, but Whitney Webb had this article about cyber attacks and this being the next, basically the next part of the plan. And that's how I got into it. And I started to research, uh, started to research the, this idea that the cyber pandemic is going to be the next crisis. Yeah. So interesting. I mean, and just basically following the money we were saying there about Karen Ballas, um, yeah, I mean, the PCR tests aren't fit for purpose. We've known it for a while, and they even come out the other day, and uh, they admitted that they weren't fit for purpose, and they're going to stop using them from December the 31st. It's like, well, why are you carrying on using them for the next five months? Yeah. Uh, and so that, that that whole thing, and you've got, um, even when going to the vaccine, you've got Dr. Malone, who created the uh, mRNA vaccine, to come out, and he's got grave concerns, and they've taken him off the Wikipedia page, and they've basically um, crucified silenced silence him, yeah, and censored him. And so this all goes on. So with Whitney Webb, when you found her stuff, has she been silenced at all? Uh, I don't believe so. She's, I'm not sure. Because I haven't heard her name much. You haven't, no. Mm. Uh, I know that she's not on Instagram uh, because that's the only platform I really use. Switched over, I'm switching over now to Locals. Yeah. Uh, and I know you've set up on there yeah, as well. Yeah. We can talk about that if you want because I said like... It, I, I'm I'm going to only be using Instagram and Facebook for literally inspirational stuff and health stuff because, like you probably know, there's no point in me having thousands of people on these platforms if I can't speak to them. Yeah. Uh, and so those two, like inspirational stuff and health, okay, but for anything deeper, I'll be using my Telegram group and then and then locals. Um, same as you, right? So we can put can create community in there, and it's completely uncensored, so you can say what you want. Yeah, freedom of speech platform. It's actually been set up by some Silicon Valley tech guys who uh, wanted to set it up for people like you and I, who are getting censored. So at the moment, on locals, you've got a lot of uh, a lot of American creators, mm-hmm. uh, but as far as Brits go, we're 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 getting in early on, right. on that platform. Yeah. And it's, um, it's good, right? You can put videos up and stuff. Yeah. So it's, well, it's essentially it's a mixture between Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. or I, I suppose it's pretty similar to Facebook in that mm-hmm. you have your main feed, and your main feed is free. Mm-hmm. So you can post your content there, and people can follow you just as they would on Instagram. 
then you've got the option to get subscribers to subscribe to your community. Mm -hmm. And what your community is, is, is a group on like a Facebook group. Yeah. And then inside that community, you can post your exclusive content. Yeah. And you know, you can charge five bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, whatever you want. Yeah. And what's really cool as well is that you can have a tiered membership system. So if you only want people to direct message, uh, if people want to direct message you, then they've got to take the, uh, like the, the, the premium option, whatever you say. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know about you, but I've completely lost control of my DMs on yeah. Instagram. And I feel bad about it, but yeah. I just can't keep up. Well, like, I, I, at the moment, I've got no messages. But when I was, because I'm completely shadow banned, like you are, I don't, yeah. people can't even tag me and stuff. And so, so before, 10 point two thousand followers and no one can see my stuff so it's pointless but before that when i was i was getting hundreds of messages a day and it's just like i can't and because i put all this stuff out but still like my main thing is i'm a health coach i help people so when they're actually coming to me for coming to me for help health i want to try and get to them because we've got programs that can help people i like to put all this content out and it's all, all for it's the thing with it it's all like um it's all in the same thing because it goes into your food, your water, vaccine, what you put in the body, what they're putting into the sky, what they're putting in with nanotech. It's all about that. And you have to understand health, you have to understand what these guys are doing. Um, and so you can, um, and so you can fight against it. And so for me at the moment, it's like, I want to put information. I've always been putting so much information out for free because I want people to get it. So I'm like at the thing of not understand, not knowing whether to make some stuff exclusive or just saying to people, look, in the day, guys, I'm going to be putting this up. It would, if you want to subscribe and just pay five bucks a month for it, you know, that'd be much appreciated because for, for 12 years I've been putting out information for free. Yeah. Uh, and if you do that, that's fine. And maybe get some exclusive stuff, but, and, or maybe I'd just say like, if you want to ask a question and that'll be like maybe $20 to ask a question sort of thing. I don't know what I'm going to do right now. I, I don't know if you've got more um, sort of knowledge about what you're going to be doing. Yeah. So I've decided on my, I've decided on my structure. Uh, so the, the main feed is going to be pretty much very similar to what I post on Instagram, mm -hmm. but you know, I can post stuff on that for, for that. I can't post on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. So, for instance, I can post, uh, let's say, make a post about Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah, yeah. And I know that that post is going to stay up. It's not going to get censored. Yeah. So I'm going to create a really good feed uh, for members, for members who are not paying anything. Yeah. Anything. And then for uh, five pounds a month, so seven dollars. That they can get added to the community and inside the community i'm going to be posting workout videos uh a weekly wrap-up maybe i'm going to start with a bi-weekly wrap-up uh, which is just going to be a report on yeah for instance we're here talking about the cyber pandemic and yeah. we've got a document in front of me uh i'm going to host uh my podcast there because I don't want to have pod, my podcast on Spotify or YouTube. I just don't want to feed the beast anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to post a podca one podcast a month in there. And then I'm also, I want it to be like actionable intelligence. And I've also realized as well that I don't have all of the answers and that people who follow me have a lot of good information. Mm -hmm. So I want to get them all onto a Zoom call once a month mm -hmm. to have a chat about a specific topic, say cyber attacks and how we prepare for the cyber attacks. Yeah. Just an hour call yeah. and agree on one focus point from that call that we're going to practice in our lives mm -hmm. moving forward. So that will be my exclusive content. And I mean, that what's 
what's five quid? It's a glass of rosé wine, right? Yeah, no, no, I don't agree. I might even do that, you know, move on my podcast and stuff. Because I've had it for free and everything, but it's like, it's I, it's right YouTube and these places. I don't want it. I just want to hope that the, the local just doesn't get taken or bought bought, bought by over. someone. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. then it would all like all, all that would go, and so you got to hope, but. Yeah, I mean, it could be a way of putting it behind that wall just because also it means that, you know, people are being engaged, but also they're, you know, that, that platform is not going to be taken down. Um, and so, yeah, that's the thing, the thing is you need, we need about 100 or 200 followers, I think it is. So yeah, so that's the only thing, right? So you've got, so you, what they call it is that they call it members and they call it supporters. So, uh, and there's three. I think there's a it's basic starter premium in terms of your your account, or it might start basic. I can't remember what it is, but yeah, when you first start out, there's a limit to what you can upload. Mm-hmm. I think it's like ten videos. But when you get to 100 members, that limit goes, and you can upload. There is no limit. Uh, so that's not even active support that's just members that's just members so I'm currently at 85 members right. you know I only started it sort of last month so 85 people have already followed me over from Instagram which mm-hmm. is really really cool mm-hmm. so I need to add another 15 just yeah. to hit that then they upgrade the account uh, and then obviously you just start building your subscriptions from there yeah yeah so you actually have two links you have a link that you can send out to, for people to become members mm-hmm. for the free stuff then you have another link which you can send out for to try and encourage people to become a supporter of your work right right i got yeah and that's well but yeah i'll be looking at it deeper i'm doing a few things with my i'm changing a few things up as well with my programs and stuff because i'll be doing like a lot more making certain things automated and i'm going down a certain things i'm gonna be starting a supplement company as well like a brand and certain things i want to put out to people to make sure they're getting everything very very yeah. everything powerful and so there's certain directions i want to go in and the detail it, of your content you should you, yeah. you should definitely charge for it because you know as i said i do all my research off of social media mm. the likes of Catherine austin vitz whitney webb James Cooper, you all subscribe to their sites to get yeah, their yeah. information and the information that you're putting out is just as credible so yeah, yeah thanks yeah. Yeah, I will. I will it's just I've been so used to giving people stuff for free because I want them to get it and so you know it is it's like it's, it's fair I think most people would even my, my clients I say clients or my followers audience are they're, they're they wouldn't even mind paying it. It's just, I think, getting them off of Facebook and getting mm. them off of Instagram and getting yep. them on locals because everyone is so used to being on those platforms. Yeah. Like, to get them on, like, I don't, don't know if locals has an app. Does it have an app? Yes, it does. It has uh, it has a website and then it has an app that they can right. download as well. So that's, that's powerful, actually. Yeah, that's powerful. And it, but again, you've got to hope that the, uh, the app stores allow them to uh, remain listed. So this is the problem we're at. Like they've gone after free speech so much now that it's it's scary. This is why we need to do this to get this out to people. And this is why we need people like locals. I might even try and find out who who who, uh, who they are. Maybe get them on a podcast. Yeah, that'd be really interesting uh, to get them on. And I was actually looking at their website because they were applying uh, on the jobs. They had a business development position, right. but it was only in the states. Right. And I was—I want to try and get in touch with them because I could do business development with them yeah. over here in the UK because there's so many UK accounts who are being heavily censored. Yeah, and huge. It, yeah, as long as they remain independent and away from. Yeah, so I have to look deeper into them. I mean, you're the first person to to tell me about this, but 
Yeah, that's something that um, if you're listening, guys, uh, follow us on Locals. Um, we're putting lots of stuff over there because, you know, as I said before, no point of having these huge audiences if we can't speak to you. Yeah. And we want to get you the information. And we don't. I didn't want to have to put it behind a paywall or anything like that, but it's just the way the world is going, you know. And most people, as Dan said, they'll spend £5 pound on a glass of rosé. I mean, people are spending silly money on things every day. So five pound once a month, you know, it's it's, it's yeah. pretty much as long as you're adding massive value. Yeah, yeah, I don't see yeah. any issues with that. No, hundred percent. So, but bringing it back to yeah. Whitney Webb, uh, obviously Whitney Webb has got her website, which obviously she controls. Uh, she's got a podcast, Unlimited Hangout, and then I've, I, I'm I'm not on Twitter, but I believe she might be on Twitter. Uh, but she was actually, uh, she has actually spoken about it. It's just jogged my memory. Uh, is it Patreon? The mm-hmm. yeah, she almost lost her Patreon, which was a whole business. Uh, so, thing, I wasn't on Patreon, but I just looked at that as well and was like, I don't know. So yes, in answer to your question, yeah, that's just reminding me. She has had have it like she, right. she didn't end up losing it. I don't think, but it was close. Right. Yeah, it was really, it was really right. Close. And they can do that. They can just they just stop you earning money, and that's what they yeah. do. They just yeah. take you out because it's the thing. Like, luckily. I'm, don't know about yourself, but my reputation been building it at such a time that people have followed me and they've, they've, they word of mouth is 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 like massive as well. But you can just start taking people off these platforms. People forget about you. They don't know you, your business goes down. So whatever reasons why I'm going to be going to different areas because I can't be just relying on the fact that um, these yeah these platforms can dictate whether I can earn or not. Which is yeah. like a different thing. So, anyway, we're 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 get we're getting to that. But so that's what got you into it, Whitney Webb, um, etc. So recently we had um, Cyber Polygon, um, and yeah, they were going in. And I mean, had lots of people speaking. One of which was Klaus Schwab, the Schwab Meister. Yeah. Um, we're we're getting into that. So. Um, so what was, I mean, you, you watched the whole thing. What was that about? Um, and do I let you just take, take the wheels from here? Yeah, okay, great. So, yeah, I guess before we get into Cyber Polygon, mm-hmm. uh, let's sort of backtrack a bit. Okay. Yeah, because uh, probably I've been, I've been hearing about a cyber pandemic now yeah. for probably the last sort of six to, perhaps, yeah, last probably six months I've been hearing about cyber pandemic uh, i'm sure there were sort of uh people out there who were who were aware of it before uh but i've only been aware of it for for, for the for the last six months and uh the so basically uh you mentioned klaus schwab and we'll get into klaus schwab we'll look at who klaus schwab is and who the world economic forum are uh, as well but that's essentially where the noise is coming from right yeah uh, and I don't know if I can play this video but uh, yeah. this is a video of Klaus Schwab play it and, and stick it in it so it can be even louder yeah talking it. about cyber pandemics we all know but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison. 
to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our in-preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. Yeah, so look, we know that probably, how long do you think that they were properly preparing or planning for COVID? I mean, I mean, looking at, if people haven't looked into Dr. David Martin's um, work, one of the cleverest guys on the planet, he's gone into the patent patterns behind all this stuff and looking back to the 1990s when they were trying to patent certain viruses and, and et cetera, and they even had to, the CDC had to bribe the courts. Um, if you haven't looked into that work, it's, it brings, it's like, a, it's like the, I can't remember his name, but he's the leader, of, um, the one who took VW to, to court. Um, oh, uh, uh, what was his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but and, and he's got like ten thousand scientists and doctors um, suing the, the CDC. He's got a thousand lawyers on it, and so yeah. When it comes to that, I looked at the interview, and he interviewed Doctor Doctor David Martin, and he was talking about going back like thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Well, we've we, we've heard the, like the Rockefellers and stuff mention it. In, in videos that are 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right about David Martin, the patents on mm-hmm. coronavirus go back to 2003. Mm-hmm. But I think that they started scaring us with germs immediately after 9-11 with the, the anthrax scares and, yeah. and stuff like that. So this has been on the cards for a, a long while. You know, the, if you talk about global elites, you talk about Boris Johnson's father writing books about yeah. Deadly pandemics, etc. Five million being the the perfect number for people in. in Yeah, so I I think that, and and we'll we'll get into why, but I think that the 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 cyber pandemic is just the next stage, next stage of the plan. Mm -hmm. And you know they're they're able to get away with it because people are still preoccupied with with the first stage of the plan, which is the the deadly the magic virus. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, but what they're what they're essentially saying now is that that our new normal isn't going to be COVID nineteen itself. It's going to be COVID nineteen COVID like incidents. Yeah, and global warming. Yeah, the, they're uh, they're comparing a cyber the cyber attacks and and they're using COVID as a like a, a an analogy, mm-hmm. uh, and. They're saying that a cyber pandemic is ine- as, as in- yeah, I can never say that word in- as inevitable yeah. as future as future pandemics. Right. So they're saying it is it is gonna it is gonna happen, and like the cyber attack will have characteristics similar to coronavirus. You know, it will start off in one place, then it will spread, and it will keep spreading, and it will get more deadly as it as it as it spreads. And you know what was disturbing about that video apart from Klaus Schwab himself, and we'll, we'll get into Schwab uh, and why we should be worried about him, but he's basically saying that COVID is going to be like s- small change compared to the damage that uh, a cyber pandemic is mm-hmm. going to do on a, on a global scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, uh, it, it's always it's always problem-reaction-solution with these guys, I know that's something that you know about mm-hmm. that you, you've, you've spoken about, spoken <coughs> about before. Uh, but 
you know, let's. I think that what where we need to start is that we need to start looking by because some of your uh, listeners will be aware of the World Economic Forum, mm-hmm. and and some won't. So, I guess a good place to start is who are the World Economic Forum? Yeah. Do you think that would be good? Yeah, yeah, it's good. That would work well. Just before that, guys, just just let you know, work this a day. Actually, we're talking about the way these things work and you know profits a lot of it's profit a lot of it's power and control Pfizer today um, just, just announced on the NASDAQ that they made um, <coughs> I think it's 18.1 billion second quarter of 2021 not just from vaccines but also from two drugs that they sold one that sorts out blood clots and one that sorts out excuse me <coughs> inflammation of the heart um, and so you know when you realise what's going on there um, problem uh, reaction solution yeah yeah uh, that's big pharma for you and so when you look at the people that have we, we talk about this when we're going to it about what the world economic forum are but about how they get changing the the changing society and the biggest transfer of wealth which which i'm sure we'll, we'll get into but yeah definitely yeah. but uh, it's like you mentioned big pharma and big pharma were like it's about six years ago, I read a book called uh, from Jason Val, you know, the juice master mm-hmm. guy. And the book was uh, Slim for Life, Freedom from the Diet Trap. And inside the book, he goes into uh, the brainwashing of big food, big drink <coughs> and big pharma and how big food and big drink get you sick and then big pharma keep you sick. And I guess if he was to write the book again today, he would add big tech in there and, and maybe a section on the banks as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, thing, but yeah, I've been aware for many years about the the, especially around things like the chemical imbalance theory, and the relationship between big pharma and big media, and 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 how they so yes, yeah, how they all all push that problem reaction solution. Even to, even to the point of people don't understand like what we call countries are actually companies. Yeah. Uh, and who actually runs them? And as you said before, like how the banks are on both sides are, you know, playing both sides against the middle, and they're creating this illusion of you know this country versus that country. When they really, it's they're just it's just a big film. They're just puppets putting the strings and and getting the masses to buy into them. And it's like because they don't want people to realise the power of if we woke up and was like, you know what, we're not buying into this bullshit anymore. What would happen? So this, I mean, this conversation we can we could be here all night. Um, so I'll let you get into this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the World Economic Forum. So it was actually founded in 1971 by Klaus Schwab, who was the, the gentleman that you that you heard uh, on the video. And it, originally it was under the name of the European Management Forum and it only changed to the World Economic Forum in 1987. And it's listed as a non-profit foundation. Mm. Okay, mm. Uh, committed to improving the state of the world, uh, but today it's seen as a as a powerful economic platform, which distinctly influences globalization. So it's always pushing for more uh, cooperation between state and private sector. Yeah, yeah, and also the security agencies. Yeah, as as well. So uh, it's. Uh, the forum engages the, the foremost political, business, cultural, and and, and other leaders. It's it really is a, a, a who's who. So you'll have all of the the, the, the major uh, the major Western countries. 
it also brings in it, it brings in China, it brings in it brings in India. Uh, so you'll have heads of state attend attend their meetings. Then you'll have all of the major corporations. Uh, it's it really is it's a, it's it's based in Davos, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also do have their events all over, including the UAE, China, mm-hmm. uh, New York. And it really is just like a, a who's who when you go when you go to their yeah. events of the, the 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 global elite. Yeah, I mean, you said it, like you say like it's a straight global, regional, and industry um, industry agenda. So this is the thing they've got their. This is the problem with the companies and, and things that we'll get into as well. I guess like BlackRock, Vanguard, and Serco, but all these people, it's like they just got their fingers and toes in every pie possible, and they're all like connected. And so when you're trying to take down this, you need people in those positions. So it's hard, right? Yeah. It's like a web of just deceit, deception, and and power. And that's it, and they they use it to push their 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 different agendas. So. They're promoting things like the the Great Reset. They're promoting the the Fourth Industrial Revolution, the Internet of Things, stakeholder capitalism, uh, climate crisis is 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 always on the agenda. Uh, population control is something that they talk about, and obviously now they're adding uh, cyber attacks, cyber pandemics to that list as well. And if your listeners go to the the, the World Economic Forum website, all of their stuff is is up there, and they have some pretty yeah the the articles that they write they have some pretty interesting titles uh, as well when you get into mm-hmm. the such as I, I haven't got one <laughs> off right. the top of my head, uh, but they're yeah they're pretty psychopathic yeah yeah that doesn't doesn't surprise me you know these philanthropists quote unquote. Um, that want to block out the sun and uh, vaccinate the world and and uh, yeah it's just nightmares you know pumping put, put, putting out GMO mosquitoes you know these are the people we're, we're dealing with yeah so so guys so you're saying these people are actively promoting the great reset the fourth industrial revolution stakeholder capitalism climate crisis and population control yeah and I think a, uh, a big part of and this is just personal opinion uh, but big part of their role is also to create mass distraction as well. Uh, I believe that a lot of this stuff, let's take Klaus Schwab's fourth, uh, the, the Great Reset and Fourth Industrial Revolution. A lot of it, uh, some like a lot of it will actually play out in, in society. Uh, but there's a lot of people who think that that this is what is what what the globalists are implementing right now. This is the main thing. His book is what is happening, but what his book is doing, this great reset book is doing, and what he is doing is he's keeping the attention off of the central banks, and he's he's doing a great job at that. As is Bill Gates, even though Bill Gates seems to have gone off into the distance for a little while. Mm. Uh, Fauci again is another uh, another puppet for them who. Uh, who keeps people distracted uh but yeah schwab certainly does do that and when you look into schwab and we're going to get into him in a minute you'll see his links to the banking cartels and uh the and he he definitely plays up to to the role and he's actually very good at it you listen to him on the video he actually sounds like a bond villain no oh, mate yeah he looks like one sounds like one he, 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 he plays the role perfectly. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. okay 
So, okay, so... Um, yeah, where do you want to go from here? Yeah, so let's talk about let's have, oh, let's talk about Klaus Schwab. Who, okay. Yeah, so uh, as I said, he's the, the the founder of the World Economic Forum, and very interesting guy. You know, and we uh, and we spoke earlier about sort of censorship, and uh, and, and it always reminds me of that. I think it was a a Malcolm X quote that the, the media will make the good guys look bad. And the, the bad guys look good. Hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. When you control the media, and you control, you control. It's like when they do a defamation campaign on someone. All they've got to say is put something out there, and it's in all the headlines. And all of a sudden, people think, even if it's not true, yeah. People that's in the back of their mind, or that's what some people don't even listen to the backstory. They always see the headline, right? Yeah. Like our friend Nick Patterson in Australia. He's um, someone just standing up, standing up for. The law. He was he was surrounded by police officers. He got told to go somewhere down the road. They all went, even though he standing in law. He was speaking morally. Um, just and, and and they got jumped by um, I don't know if Australian police officers, whoever, uh, assaulted, taken down, okay. and um, you know people printing stories about him saying, "Oh, Nick assaulted this." That the other. It's like he didn't assault anyone. He was protecting himself, protecting his friends. He was standing in honour the whole time. It's actually all on camera. What. What uh, the interaction between him and the police officers, um, but they can paint that in any way they want because they own the media. And as you said, they make good guys look um, bad and bad guys look good. And they've been doing it for such a long time. And unfortunately, people are so fucking asleep that they believe it. Yeah, yeah. And you, we were speaking about Masola earlier. That the what's it? The, the is it Macola? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Macola. Yeah. Uh, the, the hit piece was that the New York Post was it? The, yeah, the hit uh, piece New York Times. New York Times or yeah. New York Post. Um, yeah. Just an article with yeah. no truth in it whatsoever. No. Uh, going out to the masses. Well, most people can't even. James O'Keefe, great self project Veritas, that he's actually got them up twice in court, and he's. One but for de for de um uh what's it defamation whatever it's called defamation, um, defamation yeah. of character and also just for lying uh and he's got them uh, he's done it to AOC recently that Alexander Cortez I think she's another despicable human being um all part of the agenda to push like the the nonsense basically the woke yeah. agenda um he's gone after her and so we need more people like them and they're backed by people that have got money which is great but. So often, people like me and you, we try, even if we went to court and try and done that, to do that, unless we've got billions behind, or millions, I'd say, behind us, you don't even get to court. Yeah, or the legal expertise. Yeah. I mean, like RFK Jr. is yeah. is a lawyer, and mm. he's able to take people like Facebook to court because he knows the legal system inside yeah. out. I wouldn't know where to start. No, exactly, yeah. And, that, and that's the, well, that's where... There are people out there right now that, I mean, and we've got connections now that would actually be helped with that, which is great. Um, but they can, they control the media, they control the press. And the thing is that video that we were talking earlier about Patrick King talking about how he won in court, the channel that it was actually being put out on is now actually got a bigger audience than any of the mainstream audiences. But because the mainstream is on all the mainstream channels, um, it just it just floods floods the air, airwaves and so it still gets out there no matter what yeah. and that's the problem but and with and, and with Schwab what they've what they've done is obviously with the with the internet they've, they've cleaned up his past online 
So, so where you, do you find this stuff out about him? If you if you go to uh, Wikipedia, mm-hmm. two places I've found it, uh, really good information on Klaus Schwab. The first place is Wikipedia, which mm-hmm. obviously uh, I know you can't trust Wikipedia, but let me tell you what I found interesting about that. Uh, and then the second place, again, is Unlimited Hangout, which I, I really recommend uh, your list, listeners go to unlimitedhangout.com and, and, and look at Whitney Webb's work. And there's another guy that writes on there called, he's a, a, a Welsh guy called Johnny, uh, Johnny Vedmore. And he's fantastic as well. And I've got a lot of my information on Schwab from, from Johnny. But let's go back to Wikipedia, like what Wikipedia actually tells you about Klaus Schwab. Uh, they say that he's born in, in Ravensburg, Germany in 1938. But then the next entry about him is 1971. So they leave out his early life, and we'll come to why they leave that out uh, in, in, in a second. But all that they, they talk about is the, the, the positive side of Klaus Schwab, yeah. which is that, uh, that, he, that he's a German guy. He founded the European Management Forum, which later turned into the World Economic Forum. They talk about his doctorate in econo- economics and engineering they talk about his uh, dozen honorary doctorates and he's an honorary professor at the, the Ben Gurion University of Israel. Again, apologies for the pronunciation if I've got that wrong. Uh, and the China Foreign Affairs, Uni- Foreign Affairs University. Uh, they talk about him being a professor at uh, the University of Geneva. And they go into the fact that he's authored several books we were speaking about the great reset that there's others as well uh and they talk about him getting knighted by the queen uh they talk about him getting the freedom of the city of london which Mm. i found found interesting uh and they just paint this picture of this uh of this amazing man but what uh, i mentioned johnny uh vedmore uh, found out, and he he's got a fantastic, uh, fantastic article on Schwab on unlimitedhangout.com. Is that there, there's a real reason why they left out his early life, and he's he he's not the the Mister Nice Guy that they that they pointed out. And I, I found it, this point really really interesting uh, that 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 Johnny made was that uh, the morning of nine eleven, Klaus Schwab was actually having breakfast with a rabbi called uh, Arthur Scheimer at the Park East Synagogue in, in New York when the two jets struck the, the World Trade Center. Now, he could just be there, conveniently just be there at the time, you know, having breakfast. Yeah. yeah, having breakfast. But when you look into, Johnny looked into that, to that, to that rabbi and uh, he was a former vice president for the World Jewish Congress and close associates, close associates of the Brothman and, and Lauder, Lauder families, you know, the Estee Lauder cos- cosmetic brands. And, you know, Charles Brothman was the co-founder of the, the mega, co-founder of the mega group and Ronald Lauder was, was a member. Uh, he's the billionaire, uh, in line to inherit the Estee Lauder cosmetics fortune. And he was also a former member of the, the, the Reagan administration, which was, was quite interesting. Uh, but a long-time donor, and you see how this is all, you start to see how this is all interlinked, a long-time donor to Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, and 
uh, close ties with, with with Donald Trump. Anyway, this mega group is a, a pro-Israeli philanthropist uh, organization, and it's got the like it had the likes of Robert Maxwell in, in it, who obviously we know was working for Mossad and Epstein, and 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 had huge links to to Epstein. And, and, and Johnny makes the point that so two decades ago, Klaus Schwab had a front row seat to a global catastrophe. Fast forward to COVID and he's got a front row seat again. Mm. So the point I'm making it is that this man is a very, very well-connected man. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't surprise me at all. And the how interlinked all of this all of this is, it's just, it, it just... This, this happens across the board in these, in these areas and... Um, it's like when they've got people people um, working for the government sector who then go and work for Monsanto or Bayer and they just switch and people are like, well, there's no regulation for that. How can you be vice president at Bayer and then go and work on the board, which, so Bayer wants to put through uh, whatever that chemical is okay. Yeah. And and um, then they get someone, it says no, and they, get, they put someone on the board over there and it gets yes, it gets, it gets vetoed, then it gets given a yes because they've just put someone on the board there. And it's yeah. just like, this happens back, back all the time and then it happens in, Places like this, and so I mean, you're going deep into into things here, and you're saying obviously he's had uh, a front row seat at two defining moments in, in in human history, in modern human history. Um, and what else did you find out about him? Yeah, so obviously, if you look into his early life as well, which uh, the the Wikipedia left out, and if it wasn't for this article that I found on Unlimited Hangout, I probably wouldn't have been able to find it myself because when I started going into the sources that that Johnny was using for his article, you go quite deep and it, you have to follow it. And mm. It's extensive research. But his father, uh, Klaus Schwab's father, was uh, a major Nazi contractor. So he had an engineering uh, an engineering company, and in the build up to the uh, build up to the war, the company was awarded the National Socialist Model Company from Hitler, and uh, Schwab's uh, father was heavily involved in uh, helping the Nazis quest for an atomic bomb. And after the war, and, and Schwab... So he said he also used force to labour at his factories. I mean, that's quite big, right? Because yeah. I think it's like, how will they think of us as ants? They can just force us to do what they want. Yeah, that's it. I always say that, that when we step on ants and we, we kill all our ants, we don't feel bad. And it's the same way mm. I, I believe that these global elites think about us, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but yeah, after uh, after the war, Schwab starts working for his father's company and they were actually heavily involved with the apartheid South Africa's illegal uh, nuclear uh, program so again that's not mentioned on on the on the wikipedia shop so it shows you like uh shows you what we're dealing with and, and and schwab was quite big on turning his father's company not just uh like making it a bigger engineering company but making it a, uh like a more of a like merger of tech so he's always had an obsession with uh with using tech to improve improve companies as well uh so yeah so that's what i found out i found out about him uh what else was there that he was also uh he was also mentored by uh henry kissinger uh during his time uh, he, he went to harvard and he he come across him come across him then so he was personally mentored by him uh 
Yeah, Henry Kissinger who said all we need is a big, a big crisis, a crisis big enough to change the world. Yeah, 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 it, it, exactly. So, uh, a paraphrase in there, but yeah, yeah. And he, what he's created, uh, what he's created with uh, uh, the World Economic Forum, uh, he's been heavily supported by the likes of the the Club of Rome, mm-hmm. and he's he's also been quite influential in bringing in religious leaders mm-hmm. into into the picture so religious leaders used to stay out of global business global affairs uh but you're you'll see now religious leaders are, are fully involved uh so, so you'll always see we'll talk about we'll talk about vaccines mm-hmm. you'll see the heads of the the churches you'll see yeah, yeah. the dalai lama all having their all having their vaccines yeah. and schwab is quite big uh, quite uh, a big reason why that has has happened uh, over the last twenty years. He's been bringing in the the rabbis. He's been bringing in the the, the heads of the Christian churches and everything. And he's done a good job at getting them involved. And yeah, he said, he's "Got a spirit of Davos, but also a spirit of Harvard." Yeah. Not only the business school advocated the uh, the idea of. Um, uh, cineposm, um, I don't know how to say that. Um, but you said a prominent Harvard economic, economist, John uh, Kenneth Galbraith, championed the affluent society as well as capitalism's planning needs and the reapproachment of the East and West. Right, okay. So it's basically like all things that have failed in the past, they're looking to go back and to try and really push it through. Correct. And, and, and he's, yeah, he's been. The bit there about Eastern. Learn, learning what they failed on before and trying to get the next way. That's it, and bringing East and West together. Like I personally think that the the idea that the East and the West are at war is mm. just a, another way yeah, to yeah, control yeah. us, keep us in fear, and control. Do you know us. who Bill Cooper is? No, I don't know. William Cooper's got a great book out there called I think it's Behold the Power Horse. He was into all this before Ike. He's phenomenal. He was a former Navy. So anyone out there, you can find his talk on YouTube. Behold, I think it's Behold the Power Horse, but. He talks about this all the time. He went to interview Russian pilots and he was like, so why are you at war with America? They were like, at war? We love the Americans. We're all on the same side. And um, he's got loads of interviews like that. He talks about this. But behold the power halls. I think he talks about this 30 years ago. I think it was in the 1980s or something he released that video. Wow. You should yeah, have Definitely a look check him out for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, yeah, so uh, he's a very, very influential, very, very influential guy. And uh, and he has been for for a long while, and that kind of moves us on to Cyber Polygon. And what what Cyber Polygon is is uh, it's an international capacity building initiative aimed at raising global cyber resilience. Uh, essentially, it's another one of these simulation events. So the the first Cyber Polygon event was in. Uh, was in 2019, but I'm, I'm not going to talk about that one today. I'm going to talk about Cyber Polygon 2020 and then Cyber Polygon 2021, okay. which has just recently happened. About a month ago, right? Yeah, yeah, last, last yeah. month it happened. Uh, so Cyber Polygon is, a, is an initiative between uh, the World Economic Forum and an organisation called Buyer.Zone. And Buyer.Zone are a... Uh, cybersecurity company, and they're a subsidiary of the Russian state bank uh, Sber, which is spelled S B E R, and that has got involvement from the Russian Prime Minister Mikhail Mishutin. So I found that 
I found that fascinating when I first learned that because we're just talking about the east versus the west, right? So we've now got a uh, we've now got a simulation event which the the globe are involved in between the World Economic Forum and Russia because Ru- it's usually the Russian ha- the Russian hacker is the main narrative. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it seems when I read that, I was like, oh, maybe they're bringing the Russians in from the cold and they're going to switch the narrative mm-hmm. to. The Chinese, Chinese or, the, or, or, or the North Korean. But obviously, if a Russian state banker involved, then Putin is involved with it as well. And uh, uh, I found that really, really interesting. And essentially what Cyber Polygon does at the Cyber Polygon event, sorry, is that, uh, it, again, it brings in the who's who from, from around the world. Uh, so... You'll have political leaders involved. You'll have uh, corporations. You have the security agencies, and then you have the uh, the, the 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 global elites chip yeah. in uh, as well. So you had two events. So you had Cyber Polygon twenty twenty. Let's deal with that one first. And the central theme for Cyber Polygon twenty twenty. Uh, for the online stream, so the event was made up of a of an online stream, which had uh, maybe ten speakers, mm-hmm. and then you have the actual uh, simulation event, which is uh, blue versus red team, where supposedly uh, hacking is going on. Yeah. The, uh, the 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 red team are the attackers, and they're from the World Economic Forum side, right. and then the blue team are corporations who entered the team to defend the defend the attacks. Right. Uh, so the live stream itself, which is obviously the keynote speakers, had uh, five million spectators tune in from fifty seven countries uh, around the world, and the speakers. Uh, I've just got some of them listed listed here. The speakers that delivered keynotes were obviously Klaus Schwab himself. Uh, Herman Groff, who's the CEO of uh, of the bank, but then you get interesting characters such as the Right Honourable uh, Tony. Blatt. That doesn't even sound right. Right Honourable Tony Blatt needs to be in prison for the rest of his life. Crimes yeah. against humanity. The guy, I don't think there's anyone anything that he touches, you should run the other way. He is a he is one of the most despicable human beings on the planet. Well, I think Tony Blair obviously earned his stripes with. Uh, with with the bankers and 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 the globalists during the uh, Iraq War, and since then he's had a job for life, and they just wheel him out to uh, to do things like this. And I think his main role is to convince the other political leaders that we we should start trusting the the Russians and the Russian involvement. But he was also obviously pushing for digital IDs. He's quite big on the need for digital IDs. Oh, yeah. uh, but you also had you also you had everyone from IBM all the way through to Interpol. Uh, the, the BBC uh, were were involved. They had a they had a speaker, and you, you know you can go on to the Cyber Polygon website and 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 look at all of the information is there on on who took part. The talks are up there, and it's something that your uh, listeners should definitely. Check out. So you said like, yeah, speakers as well from ICANN, Visa, IBM, and other global corporations. Yeah, that's it. And the the central theme 
so that the central theme of Cyber Polygon 2020 uh, was targeted attacks on the financial industry. So that was the that, that was the central theme, and uh, the uh, as I said, the 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 thing uh, about Cyber Polygon 2020 is the what what came afterwards. Yeah, and in November 2020, so. It, the the actual event happening, I believe. So, so they tried to so basically there's a team of trying to attack and team trying to defend and the team that attacked won. Yeah. So uh, essentially, what happened? So the uh, part the participants, which mm-hmm. are uh, the cyber security experts from all of the companies around the world that entered, uh, they were the blue team, mm-hmm. and they had to defend against the red team's attack. Yeah. Interestingly. Corporations couldn't put in a red team, so you couldn't put in a team that goes on the attack. That's the World Economic Forum and the Russians' job. Right. So, uh, of, of of course, the, the the defending teams didn't do very well, and the fallout of uh, Cyber Polygon twenty twenty. The most interesting thing that came afterwards uh, was a report that came out in November twenty twenty that year. And the report was uh, a report by the World Economic Forum and the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace. And the, Car- the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace is the organisation of the, the steel tycoon uh, uh, Carnegie, who obviously rose to fame in America at the mm-hmm. same time the Rockefellers started, yeah. their empire started to, uh, to, to grow. And this report that was that was put together about the the, the risk of uh, cyber attacks on the financial industry and how to better protect the financial system against cyber threats. I found the advisors to the report really, really interesting. And uh, it included the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, the International Monetary Fund, uh, Wall Street giants such as JP Morgan Chase, and, and then you also had Silicon Valley companies such as Amazon contributing contributing to the report. So as soon as I as soon as I read that, I thought, yeah, this is pretty serious. Right, yeah, all the all, all the people you'd expect to be there if you're looking for the most evil people on the planet. Yeah, and uh, what what they were calling for in what they were calling for in this report is a greater fusion of intelligence agencies and banks in order to better protect the critical financial infrastructure. So more involvement from the likes of the FBI, the CIA, MI5, MI6. Uh, and again, that comes back to what the World Economic Forum is all about. It's all about like the, the globalization of the planet and, and more state and private corporations working, corporations working together. So the likes of Amazon being in there mm-hmm. doesn't surprise me at all, yeah. because obviously we know how closely Amazon is working with the the security agencies. Yeah. I mean, in, these in companies the like Amazon and Facebook and Google, they've got more power than than the state a lot of the time. Yeah, they've got so much money. I think well, he's obviously the richest man in the world, and money talks, right? So, well, yeah, the Amazons. Yeah. Uh, well, Amazon turn over more than most countries. Yeah, yeah. So it's 
and they yeah they're trying to put yeah I mean this this goes money where they got money going into like drivers driverless cars and all these things but yeah I mean so you're saying according according to the Carnegie Endowment it was all authored by leading experts in government central banks industry and the technical community in order to provide a longer term international cybersecurity strategy specifically for the financial system okay and so, what's also interesting is obviously Catherine Austin Fitz is is uh, a, a lady that I recommend everybody mm-hmm. checks out. Uh, she believes that, and I, I'm of the same opinion that the that the, the central banks are phasing out the, uh, the 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 paper currency, the fiat currency, yeah, uh, and moving us all towards a new central bank digital currency, yeah, uh, and they're using COVID to as a as a cover story uh, to. Uh, to cover up the, the the crisis that was happening in the, in the repo markets in, in the states, but they're also using it as a way to implement all of the controls that they need to re-engineer this this global digital economic system. Mm. And you know, if we're talking about a central bank digital currency, which is obviously different to crypto, it's not the same. It's completely controlled. XRP. It's like it, it's a central bank digital currency is what it's going to be. So essentially, right now we've got pound sterling mm-hmm. in in our in our wallets. Mm-hmm. We can go and spend that pound sterling wherever we choose. Yeah, yeah. So the central bank digital currency, which is which is coming, is a is a is a digital pound sterling. Yeah, they control everything about that digital pound sterling they were talking about this bitcoin right yeah bitcoin is going to that's the plan for the that's the name that's being suggested for the the one that's coming here so they could say to okay ryan you post uh posts about vaccines that go against the narrative of vaccine uh, the, the mainstream narrative you can only spend your central bank digital currency your bitcoin uh at lidl yeah, you can't spend it at Tesco's. You can't spend it at Waitrose. Yeah, yeah. They can also say to you that because uh, you post the stuff that you post, that you can only spend that currency within five mile radius of your of your house. Right. So if you was to go and travel, so it's like having a tag on your on your. It, it, it's essentially it's a safe system. Yeah. So it's, so I, it's a China's ID system. Yeah, and it will bring in the social credit score. Mm-hmm. Uh, will be linked to it as well. But that it's a slave system because they have complete control. It's a credit at the company store, mm-hmm. and they choose what stores that you can have that, yeah. that that credit in. But where I'm going with this is that you know if they are to switch, that's a huge. If you're talking about switching over from a fiat currency to this new completely digitalized cashless society. That's a huge societal change. That's massive. Yeah. So they need a huge event to when it comes time to press the red button for it to happen. Things with this, Dan, and I want you to get into that. So hold hold that for um, throughout history, we've people have always found a way around things. Yeah. Always found a way, and so this is where I'm like. We people like there's no way you're going to stop me spending money in different places. I'm going to be able to travel wherever I want. I'm going to go. Like there's going to be a way around it. Whether it means melting down gold, whether it means someone creating their own currency, whatever it will be, you know. Or there'll just be two societies. Whereas we're doing one thing, they're doing another thing. Because there's no way that that's basically like I can only spend it in five miles. You're basically like putting me under house arrest. Yeah, it's a tag. Yeah, yeah. 
It's a tag, yeah. It's, it's a Peckham Rolex. We like to call it the old, <laughs> the old, old Peckham Rolex, yeah. Um, but um, and so that's what I always say. People think it's, 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 it's like sound quite dire, and it is. This is what they want. But I always put it out there: nature finds a way, yeah. And we will find a way around this shit. And that's why there's certain coins like Monero at the moment. Before, if they they can try and take that down, I'm sure they will. But Although there's the best people in the world working against it, there's also the best people work in the world working for it. There's enough people on our side that have got a lot of money. So, but anyway, continue to go with it. I just want to, don't want people to start slitting their wrists, that's all. Yeah, no, no, and maybe we should talk about, like, positive stuff at, at Yeah, end, we'll do that, yeah. I, I believe that we do have to give people the, the, yeah, of the course, information. Of course. And yeah. You're right. I, I'm, I'm confident there's, there's ways around it. Yeah. I'm also confident that there's so many moving parts to this that it, or so many spinning plates that it all might just collapse. Well, like, yeah, because, and also, like, once people do cut on, it's almost like every film you see how the bad guys almost win. It's right at the fucking precipice where they finally, the good guys get there, you know? It happens in that Avengers movie. He had to put whatever it is. That they, he said, how many how many times out of like four million do you win this? He's like, once. That's all you need. Or there's like, in, in Mexico, for example, it's a cash society. Like very, very few places. You use your card in the restaurants, but everywhere else is cash. Yeah. And the cartel, you, you, I don't know how they get rid of cash in Mexico. The cartel wouldn't let it. They wouldn't allow it. Yeah. So this is what I mean. Like certain countries may have to well, go I'm, on their own. I'm, yeah, I'm fascinated to see what the organised crime response is going to be to this idea of yeah. a central bank digital currency. This is what I say because surely, I mean, gangsters here can be bought off as maybe certain things. I'm talking to the mafia that they work in conjunction with the government. Probably because they probably doing work in conjunction with the government. Is how they get away with stuff, you know. But it's, uh, yeah, when it comes to things like Mexico and stuff like that, and countries like that, I just don't see how, you know, they haven't even got like, for, for example, you drive down the road here and there's cameras everywhere mm. and you're being looked at everywhere. In Mexico, it's not like that. No. You know, there's no cameras. You have to ride the car on the road and that's it. You can go and no one, not, like, it's not the same. Like, there's people, I'm not saying it's right, but there's people driving back after having a few drinks well it used to be like here in the 1950s so it's going to take a long time for that they don't have like all the it's it's, a, it's, it's like a second world play the Carmen and Tulum are like first world areas in a second world country does that make sense yes it does yeah whereas like and so I'm, just, I'm talking about that because I've just been there because almost the people there are places that you can go but I always find it interesting they're going to try and do this globally I get, I get that but there's only certain countries like the US the United Kingdom Australia, New Zealand, and Canada that are really set up. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sure Russia is in China that are really set up to, to, to deal with this. But no, you're right. We've got to tell people what is coming, but just don't want them to think that there's no way out of this. Yeah, no, absolutely. There will be a way. Uh, but yeah, let's move it on to Cyber Polygon 2021, right. which was the event that took place uh, last month. And the theme of uh, Cyber Polygon 2021 was attacks on every single element of the supply chain. So when you're talking about the supply chain, Schwab uh, mentioned it as well in the video, you, you, you're talking about food and water, you're talking about energy, you're talking about healthcare, you're talking about transportation. And uh, again, the event was run in exactly the same exactly the same fashion you had the live stream which had some interesting speakers uh 
obviously some repeats from the book before Schwab spoke again, the Herman Greff, who's the CEO of the, the bank spoke again, but then you had some like interesting uh, speakers. Like you had Steve Wozniak, who's the co-founder of Apple. I've just found that mm. that fascinating because obviously Apple, you've, you've never been able to get a virus on your, on your Apple machine, but he's now getting involved with, it's crazy. with, 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 with this event there. Again, it was the, the the who's who from all IBM all the way through to Interpol again. IBM is interesting because guess who is going to be talking about problem reaction solution? Uh, Gates. Well, IBM are going to be providing one of the main uh, providers of the blockchain technology that they want to implement across the supply chain. Right. Uh, so yes, yeah, so that was interesting. They also added a uh, they added a couple of uh, of non-profits into UNICEF were involved with this one uh, so were so were the Red Cross to, to add the humanitarian humanitarian theme and you know they they did the red versus blue event again uh, but what was also interesting about this one was that they had all of the I don't know if you've been monitoring the media uh, but I've been monitoring the mainstream media for the, for the last three months. And what we're seeing every month now is article after article, uh, it's right at the back, uh, article after article about cyber attacks on the supply chain. Oh, yeah, yeah. And what they did is that they incorporated these attacks into their presentations. So it's kind of like they... It's funny that none of these attacks ever took place before this stuff started being mentioned by the, these people, right? Same as like, there's no, there's no war, there's no terrorism until they started mentioning terrorism. Yeah. There's no, there's no like, um, yeah, there was, all, all these things are happening. No, like there's no crazy lunatics going around blowing things up until they started to, you know, put it out there. Same as this, there's no cyber attacks until they started to mention them. Well, there, there is. There, there, there always has been ransomware cyber attacks, and there, there are cyber. I'm, I'm sorry, I meant, I meant like this level of um, frequency. Yeah, level of frequency, level of level of media coverage, coordinated attacks on the on, on the supply chain. Uh, it's all, yeah, it's all com- all convenient. You'll have people who believe it's genuine, and then you'll have people like myself and and probably you who who know that these are all false flag events. Yeah. And when you dive into the articles, uh, it's never they 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 never tell you that they've caught anybody. They they never give you uh, any any real detail. There's never any follow up stories. This is like when you, you might remember a few years ago when a guy was meant to be around Leytonstone Station. Stepping people up or cutting people up, it was like a, it was a terror attack, terrorist attack, whatever it was. And I was like, okay, show me the bodies or show me the blood. Like Lee, Lee Rigby, who meant to get his head cut off in London um, by a terrorist. And I was like, okay, show me the blood. The guy's got his head cut off. If you cut someone's finger, you've seen how, like, how much blood comes out of someone's finger, you cut their hand off. If you cut someone's head off, the blood will be going like 200 metres down the road. So no blood. Well, you tell me no one's got a video camera. No one's filmed this. Someone's got their head cut off in London. I'm always like, okay, you should prove it to me. And same like that. There's no one being caught. There's no none of these things. Well, they might, they might, they might um, put someone up for like a false flag. But it's like the 9/11 things. So, oh, we found their passports on the floor. 
Well, the, so the, so the, the fire incinerated the plane, but it left their passports. Yeah, nine eleven is just. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, you know what I'm saying, though, right? It's yeah. just complete like education. A- absolutely, and and what they were what they were talking about in 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 their talks, and they were all mentioning it. Were they were talking about? Obviously, they used COVID. They they blamed COVID, and they said the increase of people working from home on unsecure networks yeah. is making uh, corporations more vulnerable to ransomware attacks. Right. Okay, so that was the that was that was the reason. And then they talk about the the solution is that they need to immunize the internet. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, they were talking they you mentioned crypto before. Mm-hmm. They were demonizing crypto. Of course. Because the uh the, the hackers were making their ransoms uh demands in uh, wanting to be paid in, in, in crypto. They were trying to super supersize centralization. They were talking about the solution being to the supply chain issues being blockchain and AI driven. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned IBM, for instance, stand to gain God knows how much money through implementing their blockchain across the the supply chain. And uh, this is the scary part is that they want to remove internet freedom. And like I mentioned before, in 2020, Blair was talking about digital IDs. Uh, They're very much about that. Yes. Well, you see what happened after England lost the football game. Yeah. How about how all that racist tweeting was going on, quote unquote racist tweeting, when you looked into it. Bots, yeah, ninety percent of the accounts from India and Saudi Arabia. Yeah, and it, and it and it part and it's just to try and get people. Oh, we can't do this. The abuse have to put your um, passport or bank, whatever it will be. And if you get caught out, we'll just remove money from your account or whatever it will be. So, and it's all nonsense. Like yeah, ninety yeah. to ninety one percent from India and Saudi Arabia bot bot accounts. Yeah. And and you look at have you ever seen a bot farm? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, I have, yeah. It's uh, just phones, just phones yeah. lined up, all yeah. connected, all connected up, all sending, all sending the same message or the same. We've tweet seen it on same... about the vaccines and about yeah. the virus, right? All the same accounts, and it's like these accounts have no followers and like, maybe not no pictures, but but it goes out there, and it, and people are so gullible, they believe it. That's it, and uh, you know what was also scary was that they were talking about uh, they were talk- basically talking about if this happens, mm-hmm. turning off the internet. Right. Yeah. And Schwab mentioned in that video how it's going to be uh, a lot worse than COVID in terms of economic impact. Uh, imagine the economic impact of turning off the turning off the internet. And you know he said in his talk that this. So, uh, these cyber attacks are now in the the, the top ten concerns in both the the likelihood it's going to happen and the impact that it's going to have on on the world, and that just that turn off the internet, turn off the internet, and and, and we know that the the US have the capability of turning it off. We know that uh, Egypt didn't Egypt do it in two thousand and two thousand eleven. Not familiar, did they? Yeah, yeah they turned off. They turned off their internet. Oh, they turned it off in Egypt. Yeah, yeah, they turned right, it off right. in Egypt. And, you know, I just can't imagine the devastation that turning off the internet for a day, just one day, will do. Well, it would, yeah, it would, it would mean everybody, yeah, supply chains, shopping, um, in, I mean, everything, absolutely everything, banking, 
everything would be down, right? So it would be a complete disaster, and that people have to. No, this is but my, my thought that's come to my head is how the hell did these people get into these positions? How the hell did the dark win so much to get to these people in these positions? You know, the light has to come through at some point and, and get rid of these people. I think it always comes to uh, always comes back to the central bankers. If you control the money supply, mm-hmm. then but what I mean is you're fully in charge. So how do we let these dark forces? get there what like in terms of in the point of running things because so, it's good and there's light and there's dark and I know mm. that the light always eventually beats out dark but it's yeah. how do we even get to this point this is the thing mm, greed yeah yeah mm. greed and uh, yeah I need to ponder that question yeah well it's just yeah I think it's just like that's why that's why socialism will never work because humans are, are, are flawed you know there's always people that want more there's always people that want to keep things to themselves and so it's like communism socialism never works because you know humans are, are fatally flawed <clears throat> because no matter what no one's perfect <clears throat> so it's always that's why it's capitalism it's not the the perfect system but it's the best one we've got it's created more wealth than any other system known to man oh absolutely we've all of these parasites that we're yeah. talking about involved yeah exactly. if we remove the parasites the system works very very well yeah exactly it's yeah. amazing that it's standing up yeah, it's yeah, about to fall, but it's yeah. uh, it's amazing. It does stand up. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I need to carry on. Yeah, so uh, of course, again, they were calling. They were calling, as I said, they're calling for more uh, corporate, corporate cooperation between state and security agencies and mm-hmm. and, and, and global corporations. Uh, the theatre that was involved with Cyber Polygon twenty twenty one was it was comical. So they had two Russian astronauts dial in from the Russian space station to deliver their talk. Uh, they had in the, in the background of uh, of the thing, they had all of the the that's the so called hackers behind them. They had all of the the screens up with with, with code. You, you literally could have. I, I made a post on Instagram of me sitting watching it with my popcorn. It was that it, it was that comical. It was uh, and they really. Yeah. I can imagine it's because people buy into it. They buy into it. It's yeah. like people think that GMO foods are good because they've been told them that they're nonsense. And they're like, oh yeah, we need them for the world. It's like you don't need them for the world. You're listening to the wrong fucking people. Yeah. But yeah, people buy into it. The more it's like it's like it's, well, they're, they're, they're producing a it's a performance. It's like a, a film they're putting on, right? So high 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 value production. They got them all the money in the world, so they can do what they want. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess like moving the conversation on that. that the question that we probably need to try and object, trying to address, is: uh, Are the World Economic Forum uh, a wolf in sheep's clothing, or are they actually have they actually got our best interests at heart? And are they? Doing I think we already answered that one, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Are, are they are they doing these events and being pro? And you you know you're going to get people saying, "Well, they're being proactive," you know. Uh, but yeah. When you when you dive into uh, a few things that I've got down here. You'll see how well, this is interesting. We went through this before. Let's get into this. Yeah. So the first thing that I, I want to mention is I want to mention what the central banks are actually actually up to, and uh, I found all of this information out via uh, Catherine Austin Fitz, and I'll get into her at the moment. But Catherine Austin Fitz noticed a article that was written. Uh, on the 5th of June in 2020 by uh, a couple called Pam Mertens and, and, and Russ Mertens. And the 
title of the article, which your listeners can uh, look up, is uh, BlackRock authored the bailout plan before there was a crisis. Now it's been hired by three central banks to implement the plan. And essentially uh, what the article uh, tells you about is that the fact that there was a on August 22nd, August 22nd, 2019, uh, a group of central bankers from the G7 nations gathered in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and voted to approve a plan called the Going Direct. And it's a financial bailout plan designed and offered by uh, former central bankers now on the payroll at BlackRock. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, yeah. So you had... Uh, that guy there is Stanley Fisher. He's an ex uh, New York New York Fed guy. Uh, that that lady uh, was there's uh, involved. There's involvement with the Israeli central banks, the Canadian central banks, and these these guys are are, are now all on the payroll. Black this article, right? where can you find it? Online. Yeah, yeah but yeah. so but who, whose website? Uh, it's Pam and Russ Merton's website. Uh, Oh, it's not right. Okay. Yeah. So to June to June fifth, two thousand twenty. They they wrote that. Yeah, they wrote that, and that drew that caught the attention of uh, that caught the attention of Catherine Austin Fitz, uh, and what Catherine Austin Fitz did was because she her background is that she used to work at the the top of the the Bush administration, mm-hmm. and then she also worked at the at the top of Wall Street. Catherine Austin Fitch. Yeah, she worked uh, for Dylan Reed and Co. Just, just. I think it's important. That you, I think you, you, you tell this to the people. Do you remember you said about the, the financial bailout plan um, was designed and authored by former central bankers, now the payroll BlackRock, which is an investment manager um, of seven trillion dollars in stock and bond funds. She said the plan was rolled out in August two thousand nineteen at the G seven summit of central bankers in Jackson Hole, Wyoming months before the public was aware of any financial crisis. One month later, on September 17th, 2019, the US Federal Reserve will begin an emergency repo loan bailout program, making hundreds of billions of dollars a week in loans by going direct to the trading houses on Wall Street. It's fucking crazy. Never done it before. Unprecedented. Getting the hands directly into their mates' pockets. And that, that as I said, that caught the attention of Catherine Austin Fitz. Her background, you can you can go into her. She exposed Dylan Reed and Co for everything that they were up to. It's quite good that she's a good person. That people yeah, she's been working she, and and that's why they they tried to recruit her. And these are her words: they tried to recruit her, but she's a strong uh, religious lady. Said, "No, I'm not having any of it." And then then they came after her. Uh, the FBI tried to uh, to to convict her, and then she never got convicted, and and, and she set up her uh, her website called the Slurry Report, and she's been exposing everything that's going on with the with the central bankers, and, and ever since ever since that day. But when she read that article from uh, Pam and Russ, she knew that she had to take a deep dive into it, and she called up a guy called John Titus and John Titus is a uh, uh, is an attorney and he's one of the best monetary forensic investigators that are that are out there his work on the 2008 crash uh, it w- was, was superb he's got an excellent YouTube channel and he, 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 he dived into it with with Catherine they investigated it together and John uh, c- 
created this report about what was actually going on and he evidenced what was going on with with graphs and everything and i can share that with you so you can post it in your show notes but let me just read you what john said about uh uh the, the going direct the novel coronavirus pandemic marks the greatest turning point in u.s monetary history since the creation of the federal reserve in 1913. the virus pandemic and the Federal Reserve are fascinating historical figures for many reasons, uh, starting with the deceptions their very very names work on the public. Federal Reserve falsely implies that the Fed is an agency of the federal government, when in fact is a cartel of uh, 12 private banks acting in cohort from different locations uh, to skim interest payments off the top of the US monetary monetary supply in prosperity. Can you continue, mate, because I haven't got my glasses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Says the coronavirus pandemic deliberately uh, misdiagnoses the real disease at the root of the current crisis, which is not, in fact, any virus, hint, it has a 99-plus percent survival rate, but rather a radical plan for the eventual takeover of the US monetary system by the privately owned Federal Reserve. And uh, that was John Titus, the going direct reset. Yeah. So essentially, what is happening is that they've 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 implemented the BlackRock plan before the World Health Organization, even six months before the World Health Organization even declares the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Coronavirus was brought in for this. Yeah. So yeah. So it's brought in so they can do what they need to do. Also. Yeah, they did it with the 5G as well, start putting all the 5G out when they're doing it, so well, they stop things going. Well, that's it. The, it also, not only does it uh, a cover story for this, uh, it also allows them air cover to implement all of the controls that they need for, mm-hmm. for the new system. And if their plan, essentially what this going direct uh, reset does is it, is it creates an economic war. And it's the biggest transfer of wealth mm. from the middle class to the, the the global elites in history yeah it's also the biggest it's the biggest bank robbery yeah that has ever disgusting. happened and it's happening in broad daylight yeah. and nobody there's very few people even within the community that we're in online yeah who understand what is actually going on I, i've seen this before like the biggest transfer i said it, it's been said it for like a year it's the biggest transfer of wealth ever and this is interesting didn't, didn't know to get this but I knew that this was going to be, you could see it, see it from the fact that fucking Amazon, he could pay all of his staff a £150,000 bonus and still be the richest man on the planet. Like, what the fuck? That doesn't even make sense. Like, and that's just not him. There's, there's so many other things in terms of all these businesses that have gone through the roof and all these small um, businesses, all the middle class that have got the money, that the ones that stand in the way of all this bullshit because they're the ones that can actually afford to. You know, you take them out of the equation... And to keep it simple for your uh, for for your listeners, essentially they're printing more money than they've ever printed before, yeah, yeah. and they're getting it directly into the hands of Amazon they, without going through the, the 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 regular monetary procedures that they that they have to go through. Whenever they print more money, frankly, they always put it into these people that the rich, super rich get first. It's that they get first. Um, Dibs on it for want of a better word, and then it comes down into into like the n- normal people, whatever. It's the way it's always been. But they printed more money, I think, in the last twelve months than they have in like twenty five years. And they're still doing it. Yeah, 
And, and so if you no go to pound coins, his value just keeps dropping, dropping. And if, and it, and if you go to uh, John Titus's YouTube channel, he's got an amazing video which explains quantitative easing as basically the biggest scam that, 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 that that's going. So that's worth people uh, checking out as well. But you know, it's it, it's baffling. And I was in the I, I had a walk around the city of London uh, two weeks ago. Because I know that the the real control is in the city of London. It's with the uh, Washington DC and then Vatican City. Did you see that thing about then? City of London is not even part of London. Yeah, it's its own entity. Same as Washington DC and the Vatican. They're all own entity. People don't realise that. There's a video on that. It was really, really. really London, city of London has got its own police force. It's got its own mayor. Mm -hmm. You know, the Queen even has to say that she's coming into London. She, she, they, they, the Queen when she comes in, she meets with the the Mayor of London, uh, the, uh, the the City of London yeah, Mayor yeah. at Temple Bar, mm-hmm. and you've got for your 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 American listeners or those who are, who are not familiar, Temple Bar. There was there used to be eight gates into the the, the city, and Temple Bar is the. Uh, the only gate that remains right. and it's there where she meets with the the Lord Mayor of London uh, whenever she wants to do business there and then if you walk a, hu- a couple of hundred metres down you've then got the Bank of England and then you walk a couple of hundred metres that way then you've got Blackrock's office right. so essentially within a 400 metre radius you've got the uh, everything that's going on now is being coordinated by those three, yeah, those those three entities, and you know we talk about Klaus Schwab. No one, you, I could count on one hand the amount of posts that I've seen about Mark Carney, who's who was the governor of the Bank of England. Mark Carney was at that G seven meeting. He approved the plan, the going direct. Nobody has ever spoken about it. You know, so well, that's no, because people don't know. People don't know. Nobody has ever posted or spoke about BlackRock. Well, some of us have. Some, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> uh, BlackRock being responsible or being the authors of that we're living. And we need to get more people on it because mm-hmm. people need to understand that, you know, this is, this is serious. And then you look at this information and then you look at Cyber Polygon 2020, which is the collapse of the financial thing, you can you can start to see that that yeah well, they did it they did it with the housing market didn't they two thousand eight that was all that was all pre terminated yeah. they were just they, 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 people were saying oh people were steep at the wheel it's like no they, this was this was done on purpose they know what they're doing and the next thing that uh, that people need to be aware of is that usually before events happen there's a simulation event mm. yeah so event two hundred one was. Uh, uh, which took place in uh, what was it October? Was it October two thousand nineteen? Event two hundred one, mm-hmm. but that was the uh, coronavirus simulation event. Right? Did you just just for people out because you wanted to get to that? So I, I think it's really important that people hear this. You said John and Catherine's an- an- analysis gives us the specifics we need to effectively communicate what is happening is not an economic downturn but an economic turn down a handful of central bankers agreed to shut down the global economy and they did one of my friends in the, in the, in, who works in financial um 
financial advisor, he said this to me. You said the pair proved with evidence that the monetary response wasn't initiated by any virus, but BlackRock, uh, but the BlackRock plan handed to the Fed six months prior to the WHO, who declared the pandemic. Catherine Austin Fitz makes the case that the bankers are trying to keep the old system fiat, country, fiat currency backed by the USD, uh, sorry, UDS, um, going whilst they re-engineer a new global financial model, which is digital and included um, CBDC. The pandemic is both the cover story and their air cover. Yeah, I know you mentioned it a little bit, but I just yeah. want to get a break yeah, down. No, yeah, absolutely. So it's a turn down and yeah. not a downturn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect. Okay, so you're going into event 201. Yeah, so event 201 was the coronavirus simulation uh, event that was organised between the World Economic Forum, John Hopkins University and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. That took place in October yeah. 2019. Yeah. You know, so what's that, that, two months? So August was when they approved the plan, mm-hmm. the going direct. And then a couple of months later in October, we're having a coronavirus simulation event. Yeah. And I'm sure everyone who listens to you is familiar with uh, Event 201. But yeah. it was a uh, it was a five-hour pandemic tabletop exercise that simulated a series of dramatic uh, scenario-based facilitated discussions uh, confronting difficult true-to-life dynamics dilemmas associated with response to a hypothetical but scientifically plausible pandemic it was actually a coronavirus pandemic yeah. that they used mm. it was uh, i believe it was pigs wasn't it it was uh well, virus um, that transferred from pigs swine yeah. yeah yeah um you mentioned that yeah i remember that yeah it was like months before same as seven seven when they were running the simulation before seven seven happened they were running the simulation before nine eleven happened mm. in norad the most like um, technically advanced defense system in the world didn't didn't pick it up it's like how, how stupid do you think but this is part of the satanic ritual like laughing and mocking your prey before it goes it goes ahead that's it so bearing in mind the world economic forum were involved with evento one again it makes cyber polygon more serious uh, because obviously what happened after a month or two was it the first outbreak in mm-hmm. Wuhan in December De- December yeah it's something like that wasn't it it yeah. was December yeah December okay. so a month maybe a couple of months later outbreak quote unquote yeah it, it, it comes to it comes to life and it, and it happens uh, another reason why we need to take the uh, cyber polygon seriously is that lockdowns have demolished the supply chain uh, i I believe it's a controlled demolition mm. of the, the the supply chain, given what we know about the 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 economic war that the going direct reset plan is is, is creating. But a, a a person who I get a lot of information on about what's happening with the supply chain is Ice Age Farmer. Yeah, you mentioned him before. He's he's really good. Looked at his Instagram page. Yeah, Christian Westbrook. He's he doesn't do too much on Instagram. No, anymore. not anymore. No. Uh, but he's got his uh, website iceagefarmer.com. Uh, and he's he's a hot ticket at the moment, so he's getting in, interviewed on podcasts uh, left, right, and and centre. Uh, but his analysis on, on on the supply chain and everything that is happening is is, is top notch. So please check out uh, please check out that. But you know he explains that that we're staring down the we're staring down the barrel of a of a global catastrophe with regards to the supply chain and we're talking about food shortages we're talking about uh in in, in uh, 
hyperinflation, you know, containers are 500% increasing in yeah. containers. You've got, you've got ships that are backed up in, in, in ports. You've got the, uh, we, we, we're seeing the food shortages in the supermarkets. I was in Sainsbury's today and there's no water in Sainsbury's whatsoever. Lots of, lots of empty, empty shelves. We've got the, the ping, the ping demic. Uh, where the the track and trace is stopping oh, right, people yeah. from going to work. Yeah, you know, uh, we've got driver we we've got driver shortages. The 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 whole thing is on a on a, on a cliff edge, and whether you believe it was okay, it was just a a negative result of lockdown, or this was always in the plan. Uh, it's coming. Yeah, it, it's me. But again, shows you why we need to take Cyber Polygon twenty twenty one. Same seriously thing. because what a perfect cover story for all of this oh they do it yeah they do it all the time they, they show you what's coming it's like part of that, that i think it's part of the satanic ritual they've even got to show you what's coming they've got to tell you what's coming i don't know if you go down into that much but they get look they have to tell you what's coming so then it's like it's, it's one of the things that tom talks about in law in like the actual um common law it's like they have to show you or they have to, and then so that way you can acquiesce. You gotta say yes or you say no. Yeah. If they show you three times what's coming, or tell you. And you mentioned there's shipping crisis, hyperinflation, grain shortage, meat shortages, and staff shortages. Yeah, and throw in the war on meat, which. Uh, oh, yeah, of course, uh, fake meat. Yeah, yeah and, and China have been buying up all of the grains from, from, from the Americans. And as I say, Christian goes into, into all of this. And then the sort of the final reason why we need to sort of take this seriously is because as we mentioned before we're seeing the media narrative build and we're seeing it we're seeing articles from mainstream media on these cyber attacks literally every monday there's, yeah, yeah. there's a new one coming out but i want to uh, uh, what what ryan and i are looking at right now is we're looking at two pages worth of uh, different art different articles about ransomware cyber attacks on uh, on different organisations on, on on different parts of the supply chain, etc. But what I want to draw your attention to, buddy, is the is this one, and I don't know if you could read that for me, yeah. and then maybe read yeah. That. So, what is Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell's biggest worry at today's semi-annual monetary policy report to Congress? Senator John Ossoff asked Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell what he assessed to be the greatest systemic threat for financial stability over the medium term, either limited to the US or globally. Powell's response merits serious attention by legislators, uh, legislators and regulators globally. I'd have to say that the thing that worries me the most is really cyber risk. You know, it's a constant concern. That's what he says there. So, yeah, the thing that worries him the most really is cyber risk. So you've got the head of the most influential central bank in the world saying that he's losing sleep at night at the risk of cyber cyber attacks Mm -hmm. and this cyber pandemic. So to me, that screams that sort of to wrap up cyber polygon. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's sort of it's a question of it's not a question of if this happens, but when it happens. If Powell is talking about it, then it's and it, and it's coming out into the mainstream media, then it's then it's going to happen. And you and you and you said that you think it's you said um, they continue to build the narrative over the coming years as a, as the supply chain diminution continues. 
And by the time the central banks are ready to press the red button for the new system, people will be so conditioned with the cyber attack narrative that they will just accept it. And so you're going to like what you can do. You mentioned about the, the focus group Zoom call you're going to be having for you guys for you on, your, on your platform. But the other thing is, they can just keep, they'll just keep this coronavirus bullshit going until they've completely got this in play. Yeah, yeah, you, it will be, uh, the, the coronavirus narrative needs to keep going because they need people to get vaccinated for the new system. So the technology inside the vaccine is what is important to the new system. So eventually, uh, with like the, with the, with the, with the nanotech and the, mm -hmm. the messenger RNA, I see us eventually being hooked up to a cloud and transhuman agenda. Yeah, the transhuman agenda. Uh, but everything will be everything will be digitalized and your body will essentially it will it, it will spy your your own body will spy on you, it will give over all of your, your data mm -hmm. uh to to the to these guys. Uh but yeah, that's why they're not going to stop until they've got an injection into every single arm yeah. on, on the planet. And, you know, they'll keep the coronavirus narrative going with uh, stories about variants in order to keep the, the yeah. to keep the uh, vaccine program rolled out and, yeah. and keep that moving. And, you know, the supply chain, we're seeing it now. As I mentioned, Sainsbury's earlier, there there is food shortages here in in the UK, mm -hmm. uh, and you'll see the food shortages uh, in the rural communities, the towns we're in, are quite big town here, and, and you're seeing it. You'll see it in the cities last, so they'll keep the cities stocked up uh, for as long as they can because they know that uh, the cities are more likely to to riot if. If, if there's food shortages in, in the cities, but eventually I believe it will happen in the cities. But if you, again, it's another control. If you control the food, mm -hmm. you control the people. Yeah. And call me, uh, call me a, a skeptic or pessimist or whatever, but who will get the food first? Mm. Those who, those who have been vaccinated. Oh, right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. They would. So I'm sure like, I, yeah, I, yeah. I might be, you know, as I said earlier. No, 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 it, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah no. Uh, I thought you meant is in terms of them, but yeah, yeah no, of course. No, yeah. It'll, be, it'll be like, uh, it'll be another, it'll be another, another form of control. Uh, so, I, yeah, I see the, the narrative keep building and building with regards to cyber attacks on the, the supply chain, but I don't believe they're, they're ready or they're anywhere near being ready for this new uh, global financial system. I still think there's so much to do. A lot of the technology is still in still in prototype. Uh, they've got to agree on a plan between all of the the, the, the different central banks on how it's going to work. You know, so you have the IMF with their ideas on how it's going to work. You've got the Fed with theirs, the Bank of England with theirs. They eventually they will all agree, but that, that's going to that's going to take time, especially when you start looking at the the legal implement. Like implications in in each countries, I've I, I've heard uh, just through podcasts and stuff that they're that they're aiming for 2024, 2025. That's when they've got another crisis plan. But even that sounds like that's a lot of work that they've got they've got to do. But to to be to be ready for that, but this ain't going anywhere, you know. So uh, yeah, that's pretty that that's pretty much it. I hope I'm wrong. 
you know, but... Uh, I mean, I don't think you are, mate, and it's important to get this information out, people, and what... The thing is, what, what can... What can people do? I mentioned before, like food food shortages, like stocking up your fridges, getting things that, um, getting things like um, freeze dried food. Um, you know, start growing stuff in your garden if you can. Get some chickens; they lay eggs. Yeah, you'll be able to eat. You have eggs. You know, um, people don't realize that during World War One, World War Two, over fifty percent of all food eaten was grown in back gardens. And what happened? Disease and um, uh, obesity dropped radically because most people are eating far too much food far too often. And we've seen most people, they're ill, they're overweight, etc. Et so, you know, they might end up making a more healthier um, population. Um, but, you know, this is like other things, that, other things you can do, guys. We were talking about this as well. One of the things, if you haven't got a, I'm just gonna talk about crypto just for a minute, if you haven't got a hard wallet, like a Trezor or a Ledger, uh, I definitely would move any of your coins onto that because there's one of my friends talking about, you know, they can, when they start doing these things, if you haven't looked into, it's like XRP and some of the other coins, quite a lot of research on that with people that have been looking into it for a long time. They think XRP is going to be the Federal Reserve currency um, going forward. You don't, you don't agree? No, no, I don't okay. think it will be. Okay. Um, it's, it's interesting. Um, just for the people, I'd love to have a discussion between you and a couple of people on that because they've been looking into this for a, quite a while and all the, all the signs they've been looking into. But in, anyway, either, either way, if you've got things on certain platforms, you've seen them like saying that Binance, you can't do certain, you can't make certain moves on Binance at the moment. If this is all going over your head because you don't know about crypto, fair enough. But having a hard wallet, having things stored away, it's like having your own individual bank because it's the same like having your money. If your money's in the bank, technically it's not yours. No, no, it's not. Yeah, and people don't realise that. So so it's the same as if you've got your money on um, a, a soft wallet or in, in like, a, on, for example, Celsius wallet or whatever it is, or wallet, then technically it's not yours. <laughs> it's, right. it's in their thing. So um, making those moves. Uh, and then there's things like gold, um, silver, you know, precious metals, precious metals. Yeah. But also things that, uh, and as I get a lot of DMS from, uh, people asking me what they, what they should do about their, their savings and the, the cash in the bank. And my answer is I'm, 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 I'm not qualified to, yeah. uh, to answer that. And it also, you know, depends on your, your, your situation. But what, what I'm trying to do is just be as risk adverse, uh, as, as possible, like maybe you mentioned metals, precious metals, like maybe buying things that that can that are low risk that can hold value. Uh, but you know, also things that you might be able to barter should you need to should you need to barter. I don't know what's going to happen to commercial banks. Mm. Uh, I I've no idea what's going to happen to so, commercial banks. So when I said ASRP, next Federal Reserve currency, you said don't think so. Why, why is that? Just because the, I believe that the, each country will have their own. Oh, have their own. Yeah, central bank digital currency, and uh, they'll be in, and they'll, they'll they'll be in charge. I see a future for uh, for. I don't think they'll get rid of crypto. Mm. Uh, Thing is, I just said with XRP, it was like when I was talking about it, the people that they've had moving towards it, the people they've had working on it when it comes to XRP, and it's like, like what's the what's the user case for XRP? And they're like, well, we can literally hold all the money and he's like what do you mean all the money he's like mm. all the money in the world and what it does 
it does what Swift does, but without taking three to five days and without taking a yeah. hundred pound to, to transfer money instantly. Instant. Um, I don't know if they just use that technology in, into their own coin or whatever it would be doing. Yeah, maybe they could, but yeah. yeah they, uh, I, 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 as I say, I could be wrong. Yeah. No, no, I'm yeah, just, I'm just it, interested because yeah. I've got people that are, so I'm always interested. To, I never, when someone says, no, you don't think so, I never someone to say, oh, well, that's what I'm interested to hear what you've got to say. Yeah, about yeah, that. definitely. I, yeah. yeah, and uh, I need to, yeah, I need to, hear more about what the XRP guys are yeah. saying and, and the XRP is like it's a bit like with XRP backing it it's like a lot of people now well won't back it because they don't want to put money into it mm. but it's a bit like when they bet against the housing market they knew it was going to crash yeah. and they were like well you know I was like if it goes where we think it's going to go people could be having silly amounts of money but that means that we can put it into regenerating the soils or building a building a community. That's yeah. the only thing I can think about. That's the only reason why. Because then you can go to certain countries and be like, "Oh, this is what we're going to do." Because otherwise, you know, you need you're going to need to have some sort of currency to live. Yeah. But whatever happens, whatever they're not going to they're not going to give up any control. No, of course not. Yeah. Well, people so. say about things being like decentralized and stuff or like bitcoin being made by this guy who it's like is it fuck like 100 percent. you think they're just going to give away the, oh yeah, their, so the, yeah something that they've controlled for centuries yeah, they've been the money changes for centuries who is it my mate johnny talks about his in depth he's like um i think it was jp morgan who was talking about how they're coming out uh, at, and like in the mainstream media talking about how they like was all against crypto and how Bitcoin's a scam and then on the same day they bought 25 million of it or something yeah, like that yeah. and it's what, what they do all the time and yeah. so I think uh, crypto has served a purpose for them I think it's got people used to the idea of a digital, currency, digital yeah. currency it's got people used to the idea of, of, of blockchain mm-hmm. uh, and like in the grand scheme of things crypto is so small yeah. I don't see them I don't see them I, I see them letting crypto carry on it's interesting this is the thing it's all conjecture though isn't it this is it's like none of us know and then crypto's brought into the narrative of cyber attacks mm-hmm. you know it's all nothing nothing happens by it. well that's why if you have a hard wallet with that yeah. it's actually yours yeah. and they can't you can't touch it and that's that's the thing it's when you go into certain things but same as you said mentioned before none of these things happen until they mention it, like this virus, like um, today, listen to Patrick King, guys, go into him and watch his stuff about how how he won in court, because we need to know about that, because the more we can get the truth out to people, the more we can just stop this bullshit before it happens, and that's that's the key, right? Prevention is better than cure. Absolutely. So if we can stop this stuff before it happens and getting this out and not playing the game, just not playing the game. Yeah, and uh, to, talking about solutions, so you mentioned stocking up on, on, on food, uh, I personally have just got a lot of uh, like plant-based soups that are mm. packaged. Uh, I've got obviously some uh, some plant-based protein uh, that, that that I'll use. I've also started to stock up on on, on water. I've ordered water purification tablets. Mm-hmm. Uh, just trying to be as as proactive with that stuff as possible. Uh, but then, sort of at a local level, like trying to bring back barter. Mm. So, for instance, my hairdresser, I cut my hair and I'll give you a personal training session. Yeah, yeah of course. Or something like that. Yeah. And if we can do that, if we can bring back Parter at a community level, yeah. uh, I think that's something that will help us get through. 100%. If you know someone that uh, grows food. Yeah. Uh, get and down you... to your local farmers yeah. and see how you can support your your, your, your local farmers. Stop yeah. shopping at uh 
at these big corporations yeah. who are part of the problem. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. You know, uh, grow your is it grow your own food though if you can. If you can, guys, even if, whatever it is, like if you can grow tomatoes and someone else can grow cucumbers and you can swap. You know, these these are things and. Honestly, guys, people don't need as anywhere near as much food as they think. You know, like you can literally live on. I, mean, I eat like one and a half meals a day. I have like a smoothie, and then I have a meal later on in the day. And if I had to, I can go OMAD and eat one meal a day, or I could eat one meal every other day. Yeah. You know, you don't need as much as you think. It comes to certain nutrients, certain things I have because I want to be optimal. But if I had to, like it's not like the end of the world. Um, water. I've got my house filled with the mains, so. I can just drink my my tap water, you know. It's, oh well, I did. Uh, I need to introduce you to or connect you with uh, uh, with a, a lady called called Ruby, who I had on my Instagram live uh, last Friday night because you two are uh, are on the same page about so many things, and we were talking about heavy metals and mm-hmm. and, and and toxins and how to detox and stuff, and she mentioned about the uh, filtering the water at the mains and that because obviously one thing that we forget we all talk about drinking water and the stuff that we're drinking but also when you're showering i talk about this all the time what you're cooking your food in yeah. what you're washing your bed sheets in what you're washing your clothes in what you're brushing your teeth in so i always do it from the mains because that way it's clean it's one thing about mexico i was like in the flats i, I couldn't you know i bought my wellness carafe so i bought my so i've got like a carafe which is a flower of life so it's it's got the biogeometry of a flower of life, which basically cr- crystallizes the water. So I can pour it in there, and it's if I'm drinking it, it's perfect because it crystallizes the water. It gets rid of any impurities. It's perfect. But it's my shower, and so I have got a, a shower head that I'm going to be doing, but uh, that I'm going to be taking out there. But I want this is the thing is like I want to if we could have like I'd like ideally like a property out there that I could now I could move to, and it's all set up, you know, in yeah. sauna, water's all good, and everything like that. Because then there are like places like Tulum. It's becoming there's the, the the living conditions are great. The roads are f- terrible, but we can if we have people like a big community of us moving out there, we could do that. Like there's there's you all work together. Okay, we can do this. We can do that. Oh. And it, and it's how you it's how you and then, and then if you if you have children, you know, you, someone people women can teach them or whatever it is you know i'm not saying women can teach, but we can all teach them stuff. But like they can like you can have like your own. Um, what was it called? Like nurseries, everyone gets together. So there's ways of doing this if it does go down, you know, the way that they're, they're trying it. They can't, they, they, there's not the infrastructure to to even put this into place in someone like Mexico. There's, there's just not. And the police, they're, they're as corrupt as anything out there. They're not going to implement this. They don't care. They're like, yeah, it's, so there's not, there's not even any cameras for roads out in mexico yeah. you know so when you look at it we're in this country which is heavily heavily like censored but there's other countries where you know you can move to uh, and if you get lots of us um who are used to living in the first world country we can put our skills in place and we can develop well that's it and and something that you need to do is you need to be proactive and you need to look at your your, your life plan over the next year and five years and I believe that this stuff is going to happen. Mm-hmm. So for the very first time, I'm considering uh, a life off grid somewhere where I can do the things that you were mm-hmm. were just talking about. Whether that be in in Mexico, I'm, I'm looking at a uh, a plate place that's been set up in Zanzibar yeah. in, in Africa. Uh, I've got a friend who's just gone off grid in Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and obviously not everybody can do that, but there's going to be a lot of people out there that that can do that yeah. and probably might be in fear about doing it, but it is something that you may need to consider. Yeah, 100%. Well, the thing is, so ideally I, I don't want to live um, off-grid. Like ideally I'm still a modern man and I like to be a modern man in the modern world and if I can do it in a place that, you know, where I can go out and, and have a bit of fun or go to a restaurant or, you know go to the gym and, and see people and have a community then ideally that's what I want to do and if you yeah. get it set up in places then great if I have to go off grid because we have to then fair enough but there's so many of us that can stop this yeah yeah that's it and you know if you're talking about like are you, are you, are you, is that Monday I don't know if you're coming Monday or if, if this goes out a bit later yeah. on, on Monday the night if you come in yeah yeah, yeah, yeah I'm coming on Monday yeah, yeah yeah so like I mean people do if, if we stand up there's so many of us you know what they can't they can't this only happens if we let it yeah massive mass civil disobedience yeah. is the way out of this yeah i've just been disobedient same as you have that like, i've been disobedient so i haven't done anything at all no, i've been not, driving not, cars. One. not one thing have not, i done not not one and the next thing i need to add is i need to travel without doing any of this bs because i've never traveled since the start of it no and mate I, you I, inspired I, me to travel i've got another good friend uh uh who's uh, just gone to red country and come back just to prove that yeah that you can do it yeah yeah of course mate I've, uh, I've, I've, I've given about all oh, all this like you got to, oh you got to isolate and all that stuff I'm like that's if you play their game yeah like just get creative with the forms yeah create like, the, the forms what they're doing yeah what yeah. they what they're doing like what they're doing is they are relying on people following their orders yeah and people I'm so scared whatever it is it's like you know PCR tests and stuff. Guys, get creative. There's ways. I'm just saying, like, whatever, you know. It's, I've been to different countries, never had one test, never done anything. You know, there's certain things that you just, there's ways around things all the time. So, I always say, there's always ways around things, and never stop me traveling, never stop me doing anything. Like, and I never will let them. Um, and, and that's also like when you start worrying and being fear based about things, that's the world that you create. And what if this happens? What if that happens? Well, I just, just walk straight through and I'm like, I've oh, had your vaccine, so I'm like, yeah, I'm double jabbed up. There you go, mate. Um, just put it on the form and people think that you're the double jabbed. Like, <laughs> just, just say it. Well, that's what they're doing as well, is that they're putting the pressure on the companies uh, to enforce the laws, or well, enforce the mandates because they're not laws. Yeah, yeah. And that's why the, the government can't enforce them because they're not legal yeah. so what they're doing is they're saying to the airlines for instance they're saying right it's your responsibility to check for pcr mm. so as you said if you turn up with a piece of paper which says you're you've had your pcr within the last three days hand that hand that over that's the tick box ticked and well, yeah. you're on the flight yeah well people don't realize that you're not getting checked by like i don't even say that word you're not getting checked by um, Big brother. Yeah, you're not. You know, these all the people that are working for these like corporations, like you know, it's not James Bond at the airport trying to check you. Know, it's it's someone who's just working. I can for you imagine airline. the check-in time if yeah. they had to yeah, uh, yeah. check Ver- everybody verify, yeah. and verify everybody seeing. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So that's what I'm trying to say to people. Like you're giving them far too much. It's what David Light talked about. He said they've got the sheep. Sheep dogging the sheep. It's in like, there's no sheep dog anymore. It's just the sheep are, are, are like watching the other sheep. Like they've got you compliant and worrying about what other people uh, worrying. Um, basically, you're even sheep dogging yourself because you're like, oh, I can't go because of this and that. And it's not worth it. And all these. T- Someone put it the other day. I said I put it on Twitter. 
just come back from Mexico, absolutely fine. Don't let them, um, don't let them worry you or tell them it's bullshit about how hard it is to travel. It was easy. Someone put absolute nonsense. All the money you got to pay for the test and all this stuff. And I was like, that's if you play their game, Wally. I don't pay for any tests or do any of that stuff. So good one. And I've been to Greece twice and Mexico twice or whenever. Not a problem. You know, I've flown out different times. Oh, you can't fly. Well, really? Well, how did you get out of there? Well, what I did, I went to my travel agent. I said, book me a flight. I bought it. And I got into the airport, got on the plane and left. It was that simple. Yeah. You know, and I don't even mind. Oh, you can only go out there if you're working. Oh, that's funny because I'm actually investing in um, flats out there and I'm building. A, I've got, I own some gyms and I want to build another gym out there. And so, yeah, I'm working. Yeah. You know, just fucking like, stop yeah. they're, believing they're the bullshit. They're making your life impossible. Yeah. So. And what, don't okay. feel bad about it no no way but yeah just good to end that on a, on a positive note mate because there, just there's always been ways around this there's things coming but just know that yeah we're strengthening numbers and um, if any of you are going on Monday the 9th if it's going, yeah, it's a bit later on then I'll see you there but just know that um, there's always ways around things and there always has been and, it, and it's only down to our obedience and as Dan said it's, it's about us being mass disobedience yeah, this is the other thing, guys. Following laws that aren't morally just doesn't make you a good person. It makes you a coward. Yeah. Like, throughout history, people that have stood up against morally unjust laws are the ones that have made big change and got allowed for big change to come. So just because something's legal doesn't mean it's right or just or moral. It's one thing, you know. And, you know, if you don't stand up against it, you might not have a country um, to come back to. So it's important to do that. But Dan, thanks for coming on, mate. It was awesome. And uh, and where can where can people find you? Yeah. So if they can go to my locals. So if they if if you just want to be uh, a member and get my free content, then the link is Dan W Furlong, which is F U R L O N G dot locals dot com forward slash uh, support. So the, sorry, that's the link to subscribe, which is. Uh, five pounds a month seven dollars a month uh but the link if you just want to be a member and, and get the free content is locals.com uh, forward slash member forward slash dan w furlong perfect awesome man and Thank on you instagram for... you're on yeah instagram for uh yeah yeah <laughs> for the time being yeah. what, what uh, dan w furlong dan w furlong yeah. mate absolute pleasure for this dan uh, thanks thank for coming for, on oh, mate thank you for for having me and thank you for to 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 your listeners for giving me their time as well and i just hope that it's been useful for them and as i say i'm, I'm always just trying to de-influence people i'm trying to plant seeds take the information go and check it out for yourself make decisions for you and your family awesome man and uh, i'm sure this won't be the last time we speak yeah nice awesome so there we go people there was the episode of Dan Furlong. It's probably giving you a lot to think about. As I said before the show, you're probably going to want to go ahead and listen to that a couple of times. The going direct reset, how this was all planned out way before the WHO declared it a pandemic. And if you remember, even remember back, you know, the WHO didn't even want to declare a pandemic then. And then the next day, Bill Gates gave the WHO a therapeutic accelerator worth about 50 million. The next day they declared it a pandemic, but this was all, all planned out before. So listen to it again. And if you understand what's coming so you can prepare and get yourself ready for whatever's coming our way and build communities, get in touch with people, you know, people that can help you 
And this is why I was also, also talking about getting on yourself on the marches, etc., and getting involved with that. The more people that we have standing against this tyranny, the better chance we've got of overcoming it. And I 100% know we win this, but we just need to get the numbers there. And spread this information far and wide. Share this podcast with as many people as you can, because they need to know this information. It's very, very powerful. So that's it for today's show. As always, if you are dealing with a health issue and you're looking for someone to help you overcome it because you haven't been able to get any results through conventional methods of, you know, doctors, consultants and quote unquote specialists, then, you know, please don't hesitate to send me an email at ryan at reviveyourself.co. That's just ryan at reviveyourself.co and I'll get in touch with you as soon as possible because the truth is you can heal whatever you're going from. Any, any disease can be reversed by doing the opposite of what curated it. You just have to come at things from a different perspective. And, you know, we want to stay away from poison because poison will never create health. We need to instead start to create a healthy body for looking at your diet, lifestyle, as well as your mental and emotional health. So as I was saying, guys, and also, as I wanted to mention quickly, I am for Instagram and Facebook for myself, that's going to be just basically for inspirational stuff and health. From now, no point in me having thousands of people on Instagram and Facebook, etc. If I can't speak to you because I'm constantly shadow banned or banned. So if you head over to Locals, where you can either just follow me or you can support me with £5 a month. Just for the, the content, I think it's $5 a month, which is actually about £4 or £3.50 a month. Just for the content we put out, we can follow for free. And also if you can join my Telegram group. You can find links to both of them in my Instagram page or say on my Instagram page on the bio. You can click into that because um, Telegram and Locals will be my all my uncensored content, whereas Facebook and Instagram will just be for just be for health and inspiration. Okay? As always guys, stay happy, stay healthy, keep doing all the things you can do to to promote your health, to stimulate your immune system. Follow all the things that everyone in the health world talks about and stay away from the mainstream media and noise. And you know, I'll see you next week. Loads of love. Bye bye. If you're struggling with gut issues, such as gas, bloating, constipation, diarrhea, indigestion, heartburn, and want to finally be able to eat the foods you love without the crippling after effects, then don't forget to head over to reviveyourself.co and pick up your free copy of The Healing Health Paradigm today.